MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. And today is the 31st day of May, a Wednesday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A Delaware County school bus driver is accused of restraining a 10-year-old child in a seat with duct tape, the district attorney's office said Tuesday. Clifton Heights resident, 54-year-old Juliet Pratt, is being charged for the incident that happened back on March 8th. The investigation began after police were called to Hillcrest Elementary School in Drexel Hill. Surveillance video showed Pratt wrapping duct tape around the child's ankles and chest, even though the child was sitting in a district-supplied safety harness, the DA's office said. She was driving a bus that had a 10-year-old boy who, my understanding, has Down syndrome. He is a spe- he's in a special harness on the bus, and she decided, for whatever reason, we don't know, she needed to add additional illegal criminal restraints, District Attorney Jack Stolzheimer said. Investigators say the child was not seen trying to get out of the seat or otherwise move around the bus. After arriving at the school, the DA's office said Pratt used a seatbelt cutter to remove the child from, uh, to move remove the tape from the child. Using duct tape on a child who was already fully restrained in the vehicle's harness was not only was not only inexcusable it was also dangerous had an incident occurred the child would have been unable to free himself from the tape said the district attorney according to the criminal complaint pratt allegedly stated that she used duct tape with with this student once before this incident she is charged with unlawful restraint false imprisonment endangering the welfare of a child and assault and also these bus drivers know there's cameras on their bus like yeah. what the hell i can't I can't even. There, there's no good reason that comes no, to mind. This is terrible. Uh, yeah, there's 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 no element of that story that makes any sense. Yeah. The Upper Darby School District released a statement saying we are aware of the incident involving a school bus driver and a student. We are cooperating with local authorities in the investigation of this incident. There is a person. Uh, this is a personal matter. The individual is no longer driving buses at this time. To that point, how how cameraed up are the buses? Well, I mean, I know a, a lot of districts um, put them on all of their buses. So. Like multiple cameras or, or like... Oh, I, you know, I'm not yeah. sure, Steve. I don't know how many views there are. But, I, I you know, and a lot of them you see from like above the, the bus. The driver? Yeah, like yeah. above the bus driver and then Yeah, like you can see backwards. a little bit of the bus driver and then the rest of it back. Because right. there was that uh, story a couple weeks ago when the bus driver had a medical attack and the kid had to take over and you could yeah. see... The bus driver slumped over, so maybe it depends on yeah, the district yeah. and where they put them. I'm not sure. I guess that's the money shot yeah. to use porn parlance. Right. In the grade school <laughs> right. bus. bus thing. A Philadelphia man is behind bars Tuesday evening accused of robbing multiple victims he met on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. His case is prompting an urgent warning from law enforcement for anyone who buys and sells online. According to Meta, more than 1 billion people visit Facebook market, Marketplace around the world There's every like month. The Philadelphia District Attorney's Office says a recent case highlighted the potential dangers. Montez Moore is charged with 11 counts of robbery and theft. Moore was posing as a bank worker who was allegedly in the market for luxury goods on Facebook Marketplace. Investigators say he offered to buy a Louis Vuitton bag as well as a Rolex and Cartier watches before uh, be, er, uh, being sold for tens of thousands of dollars. After setting up a meeting point for the transactions, authorities say that he would instead rob them at gunpoint. Isn't That's always a problem, right? Meeting someone somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, you yeah. don't want to do that. No. 
Uh, officials have charged more in 11 cases involving this kind of scenario. Moore is accused of putting a gun against a seller's back and demanding his backpack that held four Rolex watches that he had expressed interest in buying. He would set up these exchanges outside or even inside of banks where he pretended to work. Buyers assumed since it was in a public place that it would be safe. Officials encourage buyers and sellers to meet at police stations. Instead, any police district in the city allows you to do your exchange inside the police station. In 2021, 53% of U.S. second hand luxury shoppers use Facebook Marketplace. People ages 25 to 35 are the largest demographic group of Facebook Marketplace users. I don't think people know about that police precinct thing. Yeah, they, it, it's been, it, they, That's been active for a while. Yeah, they do it uh, in Conshohocken as well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't do the Marketplace. That's like overall like basically anywhere. I usually stick to like my local um, little groups. Whenever I secure a prostitute, I do it yeah. at the police precinct <laughs> because I know they've been vetted and they're not going to pull a fast one. Right? But anytime, I mean I have tried it and anytime I have it's always like I don't think I've ever gotten a real inquiry like I think they're really? all yes they're wow. all scams they're all yeah it, it's, for it's prostitution what no, the, no oh. for the marketplace oh I think okay. we have something we could bond yeah, on yeah <laughs> Uh, so you've you've never done the marketplace? I just stuff? said uh, yes, I've done it, but I've never had a real inquiry. They've all been scams. all been fake. Wow. Oh, yeah, I've I, heard I've heard a lot of sketchy things about it. Yeah, I and sold my that... scooter on there. My, really? my Vespa. Okay. I sold it on Facebook. To a prostitute? Not, well, <laughs> yes. I mean, but is it prostitute male? Can it be? Yes. Well, well, yeah. Just jiggle out. Hey, baby. Jiggle out. They've got their own cigarette now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, so this guy that I saw, he was an older dude, but not only did he, I'm hit, a he hit me up, but then his two daughters hit me up as well. To because, see, make sure you weren't scamming him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anything that involves this sort of a transaction, uh, you know, you got to bet the crap out of it. I wouldn't, yeah, that's why it's not surprising to hear so many of the in- inquiries you got were fake, Kathy. Yeah. About 61.8% of users who visit fake Facebook Marketplace are female. More is currently being held on $10.9 million bail. There is also a stay away order for each alleged victim. Uh, he was seen on multiple occasions leaving the scene in a black Dodge Charger or a black Mercedes SUV. After a holiday weekend of vandalism, underage drinking, and other infractions of the law, Ocean City Mayor Jay Gillian says he signed off on several orders to send a strong message to teens and their parents that public areas will no longer be open to mass gatherings. The new ordinance includes all beaches in Ocean City will be closed at 8 p.m. Carrying backpacks will not be permitted after 8 p.m. on the beach and the boardwalk. Boardwalk bathrooms will close at 10 p.m. and the curfew uh, for juveniles will move from 1 a.m. to 11 p.m. Wow. All right, so things got out of hand in Ocean City, right? Yeah. And things got out of hand in Wildwood, too. Did a little bit. Of yeah, yeah I saw a public like urination thing you guys were oh, in. But there was like a, a big brawl. On oh, the was there? Big brawl. I had well, read about. Well, and Wildwood had put their ordinance in place prior to him. Or, or yeah. no, you know, yeah. though, I don't think it was uh, I don't think it was set until after the, the weekend. Okay. Yeah. So our buddy Chuck, his son's friends uh, were down this weekend, and one of his son's friends caught a fist to the face at some oh, point. Yeah. yeah, but then their other buddy came in. Uh, and he's like a bigger dude, football player. And then uh, he was like, oh, I'm so sorry about that, sir. <laughs> you know? No. And so he walked away. But also, Press, uh, I think five kids from Delco uh, got pulled over and they all had like loaded handguns on them. Whoa. That, that, was, in, uh, that was in Wildwood. Whoa. Listen, this is, you know, if, if this becomes <clears throat> the norm, it's what they're trying to stem the tide of, which yes. is uh, people will not go down to the shore. They, they'll lose commerce. This is a, this will directly impact. Yep. Wow. In ripples, so many more people's lives. As I was dropping my son and his friends off to uh, an establishment on Friday or Saturday night, I said to those guys, I'm like, here's the deal. 
Kids are idiots, right? So, like, 15, 16, 14, 17-year-olds, are, they're all morons, and they don't know how to, like, keep I a good... I was an idiot, for yeah, sure. They don't yeah. know how to keep a good thing. So, yeah. uh, when, like, they're all drinking in the woods. They, they were drinking at the Little League field. I'm like, they all leave their beer cans there for all the world to see. To, you know, oh, oh, well, this is where the kids are drinking. Do you know what I mean? And so, as I was dropping them off, I go, you see all these houses? These are all mansion people, right? Right, yeah. When they see your trash all over the place, they're not going to stand for this. No. So, like, if you want to keep coming back here, clean your crap up. You know what I mean? Like, don't be idiots, but, like, they don't know. And or so, buy your own mansion. Or buy your own yeah. mansion. You could do that as well. <laughs> we want parents, grandparents, and families to know that we're all in this together, and we will be holding people accountable, Mayor Gillian said. Over Memorial Day weekend, police responded to 999 incidents. In addition to underage drinking, police responded to incidents involving assault, shoplifting, and confiscation of a firearm. I saw some sort of authority figure. He's wearing a shirt that said bikini inspector. Sure. And he yes. seemed legit, Preston. Yeah. Well, they, they do have patrol. <laughs> that that, uh, that right. worked the boardwalk. And they're yes. law enforcement, yeah. are they not? Yeah. Yep. There was another guy who was selling discount tickets for the uh, mustache ride as well. Because, <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, they're trying to reach out. <laughs> this is the commercial outreach. The new beach curfew will apply to people of all ages, as will the evening backpack ban. That wasn't the only problem in Ocean City this past weekend, as beachgoers at the Jersey Shore were enjoying the end of the Memorial Day weekend. A great white shark pinged off the coast of Ocean City Monday morning. The shark's name is Penny. <laughs> OSHA Reach, a nonprofit marine research group, began tracking Penny just last month off the coast of North Carolina. Juvenile great white shark carries the same impact as juvenile serial killer. Right, <laughs> it, right. It doesn't matter. Yep. Uh, oh, that's a young one. So she's weighing in at 522 pounds, and she's just over 10 feet long. Yeah. Penny shark Still tracker. Growing. Penny shark tracker pinged off of the coast of 16th Street in Ocean City at 6:48 a.m. Do you know what their version of creatine is? Human bathers. Yeah. <laughs> well, so uh, I actually was tracking Penny as well when the girl got bit in uh, Stone Harbor when uh, you know she was out surfing. I opened that app because I have it, and so I was looking at what was in the area. And Penny had been up and down, you know, Jersey Shore for a while at really? this point, and yeah, and then just <laughs> on Monday pinged right off of 16th. What's that app? What's the name of the Ocean app? Ocean Reach. Ocean. Okay, I got. I got. Yeah, I read that. a story that there were four of them uh, yeah. off the coast. Yep. Yeah, and they were they were drinking. Yeah, yeah they were they were uh, screwing around. Did they leave their you cans know, laying around? Juvenile great whites are idiots. Yep. Ocean Reach tweeted it is watching Penny's journey north for the first time in sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies lost to the what? Mets, getting shut out 2 nothing last uh, night in New York. Cody Senga allowed one hit through seven innings, and Francisco Lindor hit a solo home run to lead the Mets to the win. Eduardo Escobar added an RBI single. Francisco, that's funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus. Met center, there wasn't a Gary in there. Mets center fielder Brandon Nemo uh, robbed Nick Castellanos of a potential home run with a leaping catch at the fence. The series continues tonight. Aaron Nola will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 7-10. The NBA Finals are set to begin tomorrow night as the Denver Nuggets host the eighth-seeded Miami Heat. Tip-off <laughs> is at 
7, or I'm sorry, is at 8.30 tomorrow. The Stanley Cup Finals begin on Saturday night at 8 o'clock. The Vegas Golden Knights, who won the Western Conference, will host the eight-seeded Florida Panthers, who won the East. And the Philadelphia Union, who are unbeaten in their last seven matches with a record of 5-0-2, will host Charlotte FC tonight at Subaru Park. The match begins at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We are ready for a few days of enjoyment, this being a Wednesday. Although, Kathy and uh, and Casey were here yesterday. Yeah. Did you guys start uh, Letter of the Day yesterday? We did no. not, no, because okay, we'll we didn't that know what today. the They did love right. lines, Preston. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yesterday back. morning. All right. All right, so we're going to have a lot uh, happening on today's program. Uh, we have several guests that are going to be joining us. We're going to talk to uh, Ian Book of the Philadelphia Eagles. Nice. Uh, charity event on the way with the Travis Mannion Foundation. We'll talk to him in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, comedian uh, Eleanor Kerrigan is going to be at Punchline and stopping by today. The uh, the gig is tonight, by the way. Uh, it's an 8 o'clock show. Just one night only, I believe, right? Yep. All right. And then also uh, with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, we actually have uh, a young woman named uh, Leanne Purcell. Uh, she received a wish uh. through Make-A-Wish, and we never really talked to kids that, that go through that and and uh, how cool that is. We so love Make-A-Wish. I want to find out about that. And Michelle Rule is the Director of Marketing and Communications for Make-A-Wish, and we'll chat with them later on today. Uh, we also have a secret text for today being a Wednesday. So if you want your chance to win a pair of tickets to see Andrew Schultz, comedian at Ocean Casino Resort in AC, tickets go on sale tomorrow. By the way, you can text the word secret to 39333. We'll have your chance to win tickets that way as well. And we need to announce our coolest teacher. So we uh, announced the school on Friday. And, of course, you had the long, long weekend to uh, call in and vote. Or, I'm sorry, text in and vote. Um, and we had um, chosen the Florence Township Memorial High School as the one that would be uh, placing the vote. So they came in. It was a long weekend, and unfortunately, they had a few days off. Yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, we took the votes anyway, and we do have a clear-cut winner. So we would like to congratulate Mr. Travis Breed yeah. of Florence Township Memorial High School. And the only thing I know about Mr. Breen is he's a dance teacher, which is awesome. I don't think we have ever had a dance teacher at a high school. In fact, I'm not, they didn't even have a dance class when I went to high school. Dance was part of gym. Like we did uh, square dancing and stuff like that. But but clearly part of the arts because you have uh, music, you know, choir and and all the, the, and and arts, straight up, uh, you know, graphic arts and so on. But dance, that's fantastic. So. Mr. Breen, congratulations. You have been named the coolest teacher at Florence Township Memorial High School. We're going to set you up with the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug and a $50 gift card from our friends at Five Below who are sponsoring this whole thing. So if you know Mr. Breen, let him know. We'd like to hear from him this morning and chat at some point. And also Paul Del Prado, who he announced as the coolest teacher from Pencrest on Friday. Yes, we didn't get to talk to Paul yet. So if if you know uh, Mr. Del Prado... Uh, we'd like to hear from him as well, Pencrest High School science teacher. Uh, we need to draw another school. And is it Steve's turn this time? I'm in deep right now. I'm ready right. to go. Yeah. Dive in there, Steve. In the jar. All right. Who is it going to be? All right. We are looking at Haverford High School. Hey! Haverford High School. All right. Very simple, Haverford. You just text the word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the voting link. If you go to school there, that's who we want to hear from. Uh, because it's you that know better than anyone else who has been that teacher that's made a difference this past year. So Haverford High School, spread the word. 
Let them know that you guys have 24 hours to text the word teacher to 39333, get the voting link, and let us know who should win. So get on that. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. We got lots of entertainment stories to share and a stupid question to give some goodies away. We'll be right back. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoop In and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to give away for the stupid question a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks Brian Adams mm. with special guest Joan Jett and the Blackhearts Wednesday, June 7th at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, and the question that I'll ask, Steve, I'm speaking your language on this one. Barbara Gordon <laughs> is better known as what heroine? Two one five two six three WMMR. Call if you know the answer. All right, Barbara Gordon is better known as what heroine? Two one five two six three WMMR. A lot of interesting birthdays today that we'll mention while we wait for your answer. Today is Wednesday, the thirty first day of May. We'll start with actor Tom Berenger, who is seventy four today. Everything from Major League to Big Chill to uh, Born on the Fourth of July. I believe it was Tom Berenger. We were in the middle of an interview with, and I completely forgot who. No. Who was it? No, uh, Forrest. Not Forrest Whitaker. Um, no. Uh, the dude from Jackie Brown who did the bail bond. <laughs> you probably didn't hear it. Did no. you? It, yeah, I did. I heard it. Casey yeah. just dropped the F bomb. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Just, under his breath. The no, I, it was S. Oh, I thought oh, S. It was okay. poopies. All right. Um, it might have been Beringer. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I don't know why re- I was thinking of the other I reclaim my time. Yeah. He's 74. <laughs> he is 74. Uh, it's uh, Clint Eastwood's birthday today. Uh. And still going strong at 93 and still directing still at directing. 93. And Amazing. Amazing. He's had not one iota of mental decay. Good for him. So happy 93rd to the great Clint Eastwood. Everything from the good, the bad, the ugly, Dirty Harry, and of course everything that he has uh, directed, including Unforgiven, Million Dollar Baby, all these great movies. I mean, the actors playing those orangutans were amazing. And, that, <laughs> yeah. he, that he could get them yeah. to do that stuff. Pretty incredible. Uh, Chris Elliott has a birthday as well. One of my all-time favorites. Yep. Got started as a bit character on Late Night with David Letterman and then uh, had some shows of his own. That, well, 
the get Chris, a life. Get a life. That yes. was it. Uh, so two seasons, some of the funniest stuff, especially the second season, which, if it's conceivable, was more deranged than the first season. But uh, that, and as you said, Cameron Moy and... and uh, Something uh, about Mary. Something about Mary with the uh, the blisters on his face right. and the pimples. Hilarious. Uh, he's 63. You ever had a whitehead on your eyeball before? He is 63 today. Uh, Leah Thompson, Back to the Future uh, movies, obviously. Huge kind of for her. A um, Brad Pack it girl, right? Kinda. Yeah. Kinda. She was, yeah, she was definitely an it girl in the 80s. And uh, I loved her in Some Kind of Wonderful. Oh, I love that. Um, I love that they didn't, um, they didn't write her off as the standard... Right. It gave her more dimension. Yep. Caroline in the City, she had a TV show for a while, too. She's 62. Colin Farrell, the great Colin Farrell. Um, Minority Report, great in that. The Batman, unbelievable, completely unrecognizable as a penguin. But I don't know how that performance was not nominated. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he's got the series, the Max series, Penguin. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. when's that coming out? Fairly soon. Okay. Another great movie, Crazy Heart, he was in. Uh, he is 47 today. Uh, Sharon Gless, who played uh, Detective Chris Cagney on Cagney and Lacey, and then had a turn she was the on hot one. Uh, Queer as Folk as well. She's 80 today. I remember. She was also in a, in a show called It Takes a Thief with uh, Robert Wagner years okay. ago. Yeah. Uh, long career. Uh, Gregory Harrison, uh, Trapper John MD's Dr. Gonzo Gates. And one of my favorite roles of his was in the movie North Shore, which is a guilty pleasure of mine, a movie about surfing. That's a fun one. He was in a made-for-TV movie about Chippendales. He's 73 today. Uh, it's Joe Namath's birthday. Oh. I believe uh, everything oh, no. that oh, anyone no. else has won- this, He's this drunk. Sucks. He's doing a sideline interview <laughs> with, a, with an attractive reporter, yeah. and he is. And this is when he realized he had to give up drinking. Absolutely. This was it. Uh, Chad Clay uh, impresses me. The same thing impresses them. What does it mean to you now when the Here team is struggling? I want to kiss you. <laughs> I couldn't care less about the team struggling. Oh, oh my God. God. I kiss you. Oh my he God. said when he watched that back, that was like Big Ben ringing in his head. Like, yeah. he's got to do something, dude. Turned his life around. Yeah. And he celebrates his 80th birthday today. Uh, it's Brooke Shields' birthday. Uh, she recently had a memoir. And, I watched it. It was really good. The, the documentary. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Wow. Uh, Blue Lagoon, Suddenly Susan. She turns 58 today. Uh, it is Peter Yarrow's birthday today. Uh-huh. He is one of the singers and the guitarist of Peter, Paul, and Mary. And he is 85. It's a thrash metal. Thrash yeah, metal yeah, band. Yeah. Peter, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> a lot of songs like this. Yes, that's right. Uh, Puff and yeah. Dragon. Uh, if I had a hammer, remember? Right. Yes. If I had a hammer, yeah. I'd knock my bitch up. <laughs> and I thought that was the other Pete Seeger. Beach with a hammer. Uh, it says it could be. Peter Yarrow of uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary. They did that hammer song? Oh. Uh, oh. I, I think it was a different Pete. I think if I had a hammer, it's Pete Seeger. Oh. I think. I may be wrong. Legit to quit. Okay. Oh, well, he oh, turns MC Hammer. Eighty-five today. Yeah, Pete Seeger did. I, if I had a hammer, oh, so really? Okay. They're all the same. My, uh, they all stink. Apologies, but did he do sunglasses at night? Because um, it's Corey Hart's birthday oh, okay. today. So well, he wrote it. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead, Casey. All right. Let's all my bags are yeah, let's just stay with Peter, Paul, and Mary for a moment. I'm standing here outside your door. Dodie, to wake you up. Say this is a great song. It's a great Leave song. It on jet plane. They had us sing this in elementary school. Oh, I'm sure. So, happy birthday to uh, Peter Yarrow. Yes, Corey Hart. Uh, Sunglasses at night. And let us not forget 
The Great Ballad, Never Surrender. Never Surrender! I actually like that song That's a little a good song. better than Sunglasses at Night. Uh, um, his phrasing was always interesting. I wear my sunglasses so I can, so I can. <laughs> uh, so he turned 61 today. We don't have it? No, we don't have it. Oh, Never Surrender? Conference. No. Or, or Sunglasses well, at Night? Well, uh, it be- might be... to events who would wear sunglasses at night. Yes. And I'd say, uh, you drive like that? Always. Yeah. And every once in a, in a rare a moment, I will still see him from time to time, and he still has them. Wear sunglasses all the time. Last birthday, actor Eric Christian Olsen. Eric! He came by our studio years ago at Y100 because he was uh, promoting Dumb and Dumberer. Because he played Lloyd. Yes. And he was great. He was great. Uh, and also uh, NCIS Los Angeles and uh, a bunch of other movies as he, well. He was in that uh, prequel to The Thing and uh, did oh. a pretty good job. Yeah. He's 46 today. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to a stupid question. Barbara Gordon is better known as what heroin? 215-263-WMMR. I have no text on my screen what? here. Oh, I just good. noticed that. I apologize. I would like to apologize <laughs> to Jennifer Garner for this first phone call. Hi, who am I speaking to? Good morning. It's Travis. How hey, are you? Travis. Oh, wait. Travis, the teacher? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jennifer Garner. Hang on, Travis. I'm sorry. It, you, Too over. We're having an issue. And then we just lost the phone call. What the no, hell? No, oh, no, he's, he's still, still on there. there. He's there. All right, Travis. One yeah. moment, okay? We're going to come right back to you. I apologize to Jennifer Garner. We're in a full boyfriend. meltdown here. Let me go to the... People s- are bleeding. Let me go to this caller. Hi, good morning. Who is this? Noah! Uh, Noah! Noah! All right, Noah! Noah. <laughs> Barbara Gordon is better known what hair, as what heroine? Bad girl! Bad girl! Yeah! That is correct. Absolutely correct, sir. And since you got that right, hang on. There we go. We're going to set you up with a pair of tickets. MMR Rocks, Brian Adams. So happy it hurts. Tour, very special guest, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Wednesday, June 7th, Wells Fargo Center. Tickets are on sale now via Wells Fargo Center. Philly.com. You can text concerts 39333 for a link to the MMR concert calendar and complete details. Now we're going back to our coolest teacher for a moment. I did not know that that was him on the line. Uh, he is a dance teacher at Florence Township Memorial High School. Mr. Travis Bree is on the show. Travis, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're doing great. Congratulations, first of all. Uh, thank you so much. So the kids had voted for you as coolest teacher at uh, Florence Township. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so how long have you been uh, teaching there, Travis? Uh, this is my fifth year. Your fifth year. And it, are you your dance instructor? I am. I teach dance. Yep. So I teach dance as an art elective at Florence. So that and that's exclusively wait. So a lot of times when we would get any sort of dance instruction in school, it would be part of gym. We'd mm-hmm. learn, yeah. you know. But, but you're you're solely uh, dance and only dance. Yep, solely dance, only dance. You don't huh. want to see me teach jazz. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that uh, is that fairly common? Because it sounds uncommon uh, to yeah. us. 
is more and more common now. They're starting to bring a lot more arts back into the school. So we That's have great. a theater. We also have a theater teacher, dance teacher, music teacher. So wow. they get everything. All right. So question. Now, can anybody, anyone, any student that wants to can take dance, right? Correct. They can take it as a, an art elective. I wish I would have done that. I I, I, yeah. I cannot dance. I, I wish I knew some basic steps, and you know, I don't, I don't need to be doing a full production of right. Swan Lake or anything like right. that. <laughs> but I wish I would. I wish I would have been for agility on yeah. how to dance. And dancers are always in great shape. Yeah. 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 Yep. They do a great job there. So they're amazing students. So, um, do you guys have a a, a big show? A couple of big shows throughout the season. Yeah, we do our musicals, so I do all the choreography for the musicals also. Wow. Okay, what was your most recent musical? We just did Once Upon a Mattress. Nice. Ah. And where did you do your undergrad? I'm just curious because my daughter's looking to go into the arts. Oh, I went to the University of the Arts in Philadelphia. Oh. I was a BFA major in dance. Okay. All right, all that's right. no joke. So you're local? You grew up in the area? I did, I did. I also own a dance studio in Ewing, New Jersey. Well, there's your opportunity, Preston. Yes. You can finally go. <laughs> Ewing's a little too far away from well, you. Well, I'm sure but... maybe. He, but, but, how, uh, could you be hired as a private tutor and go to Preston's house? <laughs> oh, of course I would. I'd <laughs> they might actually have dance studios in, in Montgomery County. I'm not sure. What's your da- What's the, dan- the name of the dance studio? Uh, Body Language Dance Center. All okay. right. Uh, Travis, what uh, d- will you take? Would you take a young person like me who had no ability whatsoever, and by the end of the semester, watch them transform? Absolutely, I could do into that. an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> could it be like we Kevin Bacon? Do- we can have drinks during it. It's not a problem. Okay. I'm old enough. Yeah, yeah we yeah, could yeah. do that for sure. You'd be like Kevin Bacon and Chris Penn in uh, yeah, in yeah. Footloose. He brings yeah, Chris yeah, Penn yeah, around. Let's yeah. hear it for the boy. Eventually, yeah. wow. Uh, well, excellent. Uh, Travis, congratulations to you. It's just a little nod to the great work that you have done. We're going to set you up with the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug, and we're going to give you a $50 gift card to Five Below just as a, a thank you from your uh, from your students. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Our pleasure. Have yourself a great summer, okay? You too. Enjoy it. All right. Travis Breen. Yeah. Yeah. Sing it, man. (laughs) All the words that sound like attic. Uh, The girl that was the uh, instructor for the team that I danced on, the salsa team, she was also a dance teacher. That's all she did. She she taught dance in the Philly school. It's it's actually, yeah, I wish there had been more arts stuff when Mm -hmm. I was, as I said, the one bit of dance I learned was square dancing for my gym teacher. Maybe this is another topic for another time, but. Something that you want to do, like uh, so, you want to do the dance instructor. But there's something that I want to do so terribly, I just don't even know where to get started. What is it? I oh wait, no, sorry. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. We got to talk about Vanderpump. It is six fifty-five, and and I have a. Do you know where your children are? Very little time because we have guests coming up. So I've eaten into all this celebrity news, and there's some interesting things like. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and his family have reportedly endured many sleepless nights after a chef attacked their home. A chef? Kicking his way through an iron gate and screaming. Do you know how many packs of wild chefs there are in our nation's (laughs) cities? Cumberbatch, his wife Sophie Hunter, and their three young children were all at home when Chef Jack Bissell... Is a chef! Began his attack once on the premises of their London home. The chef spat on the home's intercom before dislodging it with a fish knife. Wow. Uh, the date of the attack has not been made public. And uh, the Bissell, previously a chef at the five-star Beaumont Hotel 
in London's Mayfair section. So I mean, I mean, a really sure. prestigious place. Was there some sort of encounter with Cumberbatch? Well, we have point? no idea. He said, "I know you've moved here." He's yelling this. I know you've moved here. I hope it burns down. Although uh, he fled the scene, DNA evidence from the intercom allowed police to make the arrest. Prosecutors in the case said that they, before the incident took place, Bissell also stopped to buy two packs of pita bread. Uh. At that point, he told the shopkeeper that he planned to burn down the movie star's residence. Wow. The source said naturally all the family were absolutely terrified and thought this guy was going to get in and hurt them. Luckily, it never went that far. Benedict and Sophie have been had uh, many sleepless nights since worrying that they may be targeted again. Looks like this guy's goose has been cooked. Uh, Bissell pleaded... Oh, I thought you were going to hit that. I don't have it. (laughs) Guilty to criminal damage and has received both a restraining order and a $310 fine. That ought to do it. Uh, Yeah. Well, Uh, I'm sorry. It's it's 300 bucks has made me rethink everything. He has a prior conviction for theft, uh, three warnings for offenses against property, one public order offense, and one drug offense as well. So he's on a roll. All right. So if you're a crazed chef and you're going after people like this, what are the two kitchen implements you bring? with you. Oh, a cleaver would be a cleaver, one, right? Definitely. And a rolling pin, I would think. Maybe so. Uh, right? It's like a bat. Right. Yeah. Well, Flynn Ryder used a, uh, a frying pan. Frying pan. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, is suing an auction house over priceless memorabilia from his television career, saying that the items were stolen. According to legal documents, Rubens claims that he loaned a set of props and memorabilia from his show, Pee-wee's Playhouse, to display items for something called the Museum of Television. Hmm. And the actor says that the items were to be returned upon his request. But Rubens claims that the museum doesn't exist, and now the stolen memorabilia is being sold. And the list includes things that you would know if you watched the show. Dog chair and Flory puppets and Mr. Window from the set. Shockingly, a lot... Uh, uh, the lot includes actual cue cards and signed photographs from the set as well. Well, that's pretty valuable. Uh, they're saying it's worth a million dollars also. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. There, there is, uh, for example, there are, the Smithsonian has, you know, a pop culture yeah. where, where Fonzie's jacket is and Archie Bunker's chair and all that stuff. Well, and the uh, the National Radio Hall of Fame, yes. where we are now enshrined there, they have uh, a big television display too. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they did uh, like a... Uh, uh, a Howdy tribute Doody? to what was it? Was it Howdy Doody was there? Mm-hmm. Oh. No, it was. Uh, it was actually a tribute to like uh, live uh, horror, local horror oh, shows, like Zachary and yeah, exactly. And, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so yeah, there are places that house this type of thing. Huh. I would love to have some sort of memorabilia from either Pee Wee's Playhouse or Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I loved. What would you get? I, you know, would I, you get the bike? Uh, I think the I mean, bike is too much. Um, that's the money shop. Yeah. yeah or, so it's funny when you said the dog chair. I'm like, I don't remember the dog chair, but Cherry, I remember. Cherry I would, was I would, the main character. I would take Cherry. Uh, yeah. Well, at this point, Pee Wee's lawyers say the company called the Commissar Collection is nonsensically, outrageously claiming that the items were somehow gifted to them and have refused to return the items to Mr. Rubens despite his repeated requests, adding that if their theft of Mr. Rubens' property was not enough, they have recently put many of the stolen items up for auction without his consent. Uh, lining their pockets from the proceeds of the unlawful sales. Unfortunately, Rubens says a few of the items have already been sold to private collectors. That sucks. A lawsuit filed in Los Angeles counties to recover whatever stolen items are still in their possession, but an immediate stop to any further unlawful sales and recovery of the value or whatever stolen items have already been sold. Let this serve as a warning to you, Nick. Never give that Doc Gooden card up to... I saw somebody selling their uh, Doc Gooden rookie card uh, over the weekend. How much? They tagged me in, on Instagram, which was really nice of them. Ten whole dollars. <laughs> wow. 
I can't believe <laughs> it's not worth. Well, his wasn't signed, so uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, mine is. I think yours would be worth substantially more than probably twelve or thirteen yeah. bucks. Uh, the Twice list, that. <laughs> the list includes uh, the Playhouse cat wall clock, Miss Yvonne barbell prop, uh, velvet skates, and assorted props from the food in the Playhouse refrigerator. I think it's funny that Miss Yvonne uh, is Charlie Day's mom. Yeah, and uh, yeah. always sunny. Uh, so, by the way, uh, the, this guy, James Commissar, who's the owner of this uh, collection, said that, uh, I'm sad to learn that Mr. Rubens has resorted to the threat of a lawsuit to improperly seek the return of the items he simply does not own. In addition to those items personally given to me by Mr. Rubens in lieu of sending them to the landfill, without conditions or promises, Mr. Rubens seeks the return of the material that was the property of the film studios, production companies, and individual creators, none of which he is entitled to. He shouldn't, he shouldn't fool around. Because commissar's in town, right? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, so all this clock there, commissar. All right, so Sarah Snooks, little one, has arrived. The succession oh. star was she actually pregnant on the show? Oh yeah, was she on the show? I didn't know that. Well, on the oh, sh- sorry, Preston, you're behind. Yeah, but I'm spoiler season. alert: her character yeah. gets yeah. pregnant. But I thought she was getting a little bit um, portly. Well, that's, that's not fair to you say. You said all fair. You thought she was getting I, fat. I, I, I thought she was getting fat. No, yeah. um, her her face was getting rounder. Yeah, right. And then uh, by the like the last episode, she was she was definitely showing. Are you pregnant or just chunking up? Oh so God. I wonder if uh, if they had to write that in because she got pregnant in real life. They didn't, and and they made it yeah. part of the storyline. Okay, it, it's okay. easier than having them stand behind counters all the time and. Yeah, yeah. which you remember like uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus would do that on Seinfeld yeah. for a few seasons, and it just it was. Really obvious. Right. So I'm only in the, I think I've just, I'm, I'm near the end of the second season. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. But anyway, uh, I'm loving the show. It's it's phenomenal. So this is her first baby with uh, Dave Lawson, her husband. Uh, the Aussie actress revealed the happy news via Instagram on Monday, sharing a picture of herself holding the newborn while getting ready to watch the show's season finale. She wrote, it's hard to express what this show has meant to me, the, the places I got to go, the immense talent I got to work with, it breaks my heart that it's all over. Uh, that's an Adam McKay series. But she's uh, very happy to be a new mom. Yeah, and it's it's definitely brilliant. So, speaking of baby news, Al Pacino and his girlfriend, no. Nor Alfala, Come on. are expecting Come a child. On. He is 83. Oh. This makes De Niro look legit. He's Come 83 on. years old. Don't worry, I'll no. pull out. <laughs> How old was Larry King when he had his kid? It's a good question. All we know is that we were late seventies. We were sitting next to a, a a skeleton on a dais, which was Larry King, and he had to go leave to attend his kid's t ball game. T ball game, but so Al Pacino's older. He's in his eighties. Eighty three. Eighty three years mean, old. I know. On. I know. Yeah. I mean, so when his kid is ten, he'll be ninety three. So to to give that some perspective, so my my dad is eighty five or about to turn eighty five. Yeah. My kids are adults. His grandkids are adults, and this is now a new child that an eighty three year old is going to be having. So, uh, in two thousand fourteen, by the way, uh, he, he has a thirty three year old daughter, Julie Marie, with ex girlfriend uh, Jan Turrent, as well as twenty two year old twins that he had with his ex Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, in 2014, he spoke to the New Yorker about what it's like being a father and said that having children has helped with the missing link he's felt since his father left him and his mother when he was a toddler. Huh. He said, I consciously knew that I didn't want to be like my dad. I wanted to be there. I wanted to have three children. 
Uh, Art said, I have three children. I'm responsible to them. I am part of their life. When I am not, it's upsetting to me and to them. So that's the part of the gestalt. Well, that's cool. So, you know, and at a certain point in a kid's life where you'd probably take him out and throw him, teach him how to throw a ball, I mean, you'll be able to teach him how to spoon pudding into oh your mouth. Honestly, yeah. they're going to be wheeling him around in a wheelchair. Steve, he still has a place where the children come and play with their toys. Where the children <laughs> play with their toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier this month, as Steve was saying, uh, his godfather to... In my home! <laughs> in my bedroom where my wife sleeps! Where my children come and play with their toys. Play with their toys. Uh, earlier this month, uh, Godfather I'm 2. I'm 100! Ghost <laughs> I'm going to be a father! Robert De Niro revealed that he recently... <laughs> Welcome to his seventh child at 79 Uncle years old. Oh, this is girl... your uncle. Oh, no! <laughs> this girl's a star effer. Yes, she is. Oh, is she? She has Clint, a couple people. Clint Eastwood, Mick Jagger, Al Pacino. Oh, Pee Wee. Old, no. How old, old is she? And old, She's in her 20s. Yeah, she uh, was. 20, 29, Wait, I think. 28, 29, so. She the has one... babies from all of them? No, no, no. no. Oh. She's a star effer, I said. And she's gonna have a ba- she's gonna have Al Pacino's baby. Yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I heard what you said. I just wasn't <laughs> sure if she was having babies with all these guys. No. Yeah, okay. yeah but she is she is younger, she's attractive. Uh, I think she's I I'm gonna say it. On. I think she's a dancer. <laughs> oh my god. I thought she was a singer. I mean, like, and she's she's no, no she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Thanks. Oh, She's pretty. She could date younger rich people. But she's going the old... You know why? These guys aren't going to be around for long. There's more in the... She's playing the long game. That's it, yeah. No, she's playing the short game. Well, she's playing the short game to play the long game. So she can. Did have, I hear you cough, sweetie? She will, yeah. She'll have the money. I don't feel right when they're gone, and then she gets the long game after that. Oh, wow. Man. Clint Eastwood is ninety-three years old. Yep. I don't know when she dated him, but come on. I think we said this like years ago when when uh, when Billy Joel was dating a girl who was way younger than him. We all realized. They don't care. They don't yeah. care. They, they don't Preston. care. At this point, they've gotten this far in life. They're just going to, they know. That girl not... was younger than his daughter at the I time. I know. It's insane. Like, how could you not? It, like, is sex enjoyable? Is it? Is well, it? Well, here's the deal. Yeah. I think, I don't think. Really? For he, her? For, no, for him. Oh, for she's got to yeah. love it. Oh, my God. This feels like gravy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so terrible. It's gross. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. It's like, it's like humping <laughs> holla bread. <laughs> Like what the hell? I I just I don't understand okay. this. All right, couple other How does quick, that feel? couple other quick things. <laughs> Are then, we having sex? Was that good? Am I in? <laughs> Can I get a straight answer? Don't you give me a straight answer anymore? <laughs> Am I in? <laughs> That's all I want to know. <laughs> I've got no feeling. <laughs> Can't you give me a straight answer anymore? Oh my god! Did I orgasm? <laughs> Look for something. <laughs> We need more Pacino clips too. Oh, do we have so many? Do and we? I, yeah, I need to like I, I need to relabel these because I don't know what he says here. But okay. oh, no, yes, put out my orders. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Nah, all right. Put out City Hall. What's uh, that one? Hang on, City, City Hall. I'm gonna go City Hall. Edit. Right, and then, here we go. I will not go down that way. Okay. And then, <laughs> I like that. That's gonna make the final difference between winning and losing. Wait a minute. Yes. The, uh, the city hall is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. This is him refusing to do a certain act. I will not go down that way. Oh, my God. The last time I did it, my dentures got caught in the pubes. It was embarrassing. When I pulled back, my mouth was still there. 
smiling at me. <laughs> Thank God they were just partials. Yeah. <laughs> you don't forget something like that. <laughs> I will not go down that way. <laughs> down there. <laughs> It's uh, Kathy's. I think Kathy's proper disgust at the notion of an eighty-two year. Oh, you ready? I mean, yeah. I will not go down that way. That's right. It stinks. <laughs> Even Stallone is like. It smells like a kitty litter box. Oh. All right. So he's a dad. Uh, wow. Are uh, gonna be a dad. Or yeah, well, he well, is he's dead. Up, keep well, us he's updated. By the way, I clearly will. one of our it would be so fantastic. I don't know if he'd do it now, but uh, to get Pacino, on, oh you know, God. as an interview, one of the greatest actors. Oh ever. my God, he's so good. All right, uh, two other quick things. Speaking of the greatest actors ever, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, uh, Fubar Watching replaced uh, Queen Charlotte in the number one spot on Netflix's English TV list from uh, May 22nd to the 28th. Are you I'm, watching it, Steve? I'm watching it. I'm going, right, to, yeah. I'm, I'm going to let it. I'm, I'm knocking off a whole bunch of shows right now okay. and getting through it. It is in my uh, list. I want to see it. I, I hear it's very good. Uh, it, it's fun. It's I and it's now off my list. Some, some of it, <laughs> because some it has to be really good these days. <laughs> some of it's a little cheese, but I'm hanging on because Rochelle likes it. So, All right. All right. Well, tell me, uh, let you finish it off and okay. then you tell me what you think. Because honestly, in this day and age, it's got to be gr- great because there's so much yeah. out there. Uh, oh, you, oh, no, I won't go in. The, the, that, we talked about the series press in the series about the, um, the basically the movie Orphan is based on the little girl. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Okay, I need two to see episodes that. in. It's amazing. All right, in the last uh, last story, Andy Machete, the director of The Flash, yeah, uh, appeared on a recent episode of the Discourse podcast. He said that he would not consider replacing Ezra Miller in a sequel, despite uh, the abuse allegations made against the actor in recent years. I said I don't think that there's anyone that can play that character as well as they did. Uh, the other depictions of the character are great, but this particular version of this ca- of the character, uh, they just excelled in doing. And as you said, the, he said the two berries, it feels like a character that was made for them. So here's the deal. I, 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 it's it's all going to depend on what the movie company wants to do. Oh, so sure. I, and, and that, so he can say that, but oh, the yeah. movie company can say, no, too much of a liability because they're going to be the ones that are going to put up the money. I was yeah. very happy to hear, though. That Andy Machete is um, probably the guy they're going to go to to do the Batman film under James Gunn's DC Universe. Awesome. All right. Uh, God, we got to get the clips. Come on. Yeah, man, sorry. Yeah. Come on. Over here. What happened? Did you feel anything? <laughs> Did I have a good time? Why are my teeth on your bush? <laughs> Vanderpump rules. Yeah. What? Has been serving the hottest drama in Beverly Hills this season. And here... Uh, Katie Maloney. Yes, of course. Her, her co-star, Tom Sandoval. Here we go. He's always willing to throw someone else under the bus or go to the most easy scapegoat person, you know, to to just deflect. He's a master deflector. Shut the f*** up! Master. Shut the f*** up! Master Shut deflector. The f- up! Master deflector. Uh, the Vanderpump Rules reunion uh, airs tonight, 9 o'clock. That's on Bravo, by the way. So. Bravo, which used to be about the art. Yes, it did. The Bravo was going to be where the snooty people <laughs> went to watch opera recaps. That's or, a good point. You yeah. can do what I did and start at the very, very beginning of season one, episode one on Peacock. And you love it, don't you? I hate myself. <laughs> I, not only do I hate the show, but I hate myself that much more for watching it. But um, uh, 
You'll there's, be, a, there's a character on the show in the first season that I I, uh, I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Apparently, she fades out after the second season. So. By the way, after Keenan's, we went out to lunch, and uh, Tyrone from our sister station, yes, yeah. uh, the fanatic, uh, was totally given the rundown to Casey on yeah. all things Vanderpump. So he's a big fan. Oh, he's way into it. Uh, yeah. Mm, he's not a big fan, but he watches it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you can watch it and, and like these people. Right. Uh, Lisa Vanderpump actually seems like a lovely woman. Um, well, I used to watch uh, Pooch Perfect, and she was a judge. Yeah. So apparently she rescues animals, and so her and her husband seem like they're pretty decent, but everybody else is pretty reprehensible. Scumbags? And, um... No, and like I don't like having opinions like that on people that I don't really know, and but I don't sometimes like sometimes they're hot. I don't like hating people. So watching this show, I'm like, I don't know how people can get into. Would this. Uh, would shallow be the right way to describe? As like you mean like that song from that movie? No, that's Shiloh. Oh. oh, all right. Next clip. Here we go. Tim Robinson returns with a variety of skits to make people cringe in I Think You Should Leave. Steve loves this show. Uh, yeah. And in this clip, he talks about his experience on Saturday Night Live. It was it was a place where at first I, I really struggled when I was a cast member and, and I had a hard time and I was trying to figure everything out. But then when I when I became a writer, I feel like I really felt comfortable and and to every week have that show to like challenge yourself and push yourself to try and try and make a room full of people who have seen every comedy move on the planet laugh was so fun for me. Third season of I Think You Should Leave is available now on Netflix. And that is the last story I have for you in the Entertainment Report. We need to take a break because we got a guest right away. Uh, So we're going to come back in a second and we're going to get Ian Book from your Philadelphia Eagles on the program talking about an event that's on the way. A reminder, Haverford High School, you have been chosen to tell us who the coolest teacher of the year is. So text the word teacher to 39333 for the voting link. We'll be back in just a moment. After a long break, one of our favorite musical features returns. Pierre Robert hosts an intimate conversation and musical performance as WMMR presents an MM Archive session starring The Revivalists. Tune in Friday at 2 p.m. for what promises to be an outstanding session. The first event in our brand new performance studio with MMR favorites, The Revivalists. Sponsored by Concord Music, C3 Management, and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is uh, ready to go. He's been hosting a, uh, an event tomorrow night. Travis Manning Foundation. We've had uh, people on for years. Like Wonderful. Travis Manning Foundation. Uh, it is tomorrow night at Ladder 15. It's a celebrity happy hour. Lots of uh, Philadelphia Eagles are going to be there. Um, and he is, uh, what's awesome is not only plays for the Eagles, but uh, if I'm reading this correctly, the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. Wow. And his alma mater, they just had, uh, they just won the championship of lacrosse at the link over the week. Terrific. Uh, please welcome Ian Book to Yay. the show. Yo, Ian, good morning. Good morning. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely, man. So, uh, congratulations to you know your alma mater, Notre Dame, winning the. Did you go to the uh, the event? Were you in town for that? Yes, I went. So I went to the first one when they beat Virginia, uh, and then I watched the actual championship at home. But the first one was electric. It was awesome to see Notre Dame. I'm a big lacrosse fan myself. Played in high school, so it was a really cool event. No kidding. So, uh, what what other sports usually? Uh, somebody who's playing lacrosse and football maybe plays a couple other sports as well. Were you just all about all different sports? Uh, I was really, really, really big into basketball. And then uh, as I got into high school, 
started playing. Um, it was really that time where you had to pick lacrosse or, or baseball. So uh, stopped playing baseball, started playing lacrosse and football, and just just stuck with those two throughout high school. Nice. It served you well, obviously. Yeah, right. I'm trying to think if I've actually seen you play uh, at Notre Dame. I went to Notre Dame with uh, with my wife years and years ago, and it was a Notre Dame Navy game. I got to tell you, just going to that stadium as a fan was just incredible. I mean, it's a storied, storied history. Like, what was it like for you walking, you know, through the tunnel that Rudy ran through? Yeah. yeah. You know? Rudy. Yeah. I mean, can you talk about that experience? Yeah, it's a... Notre Dame's a special place. Um, I really, really enjoyed my time there. I think some people might get annoyed when we talk about how special it is, but when you love Notre Dame and you go there, it really, it really is different. So I hope you enjoyed your experience when you went to that game. You can just feel the buzz when you get on campus. It's, it really is, you know, it, it, it is like a special feeling. It sounds a little cliche, but I love my time there and um, just being a part of that, the student body there, going to class. Um, and just everything about that, that football program, uh, it, nothing else matters there but winning football games. Right. Which is yeah, it is true, though, about the the backlash. <laughs> it's just natural. Yeah. The people just yeah. recoil. And you'll see it immediately. Sometimes you'll mention people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I assume that toughens you up in life, right? That gets you used to adversity. <laughs> There's no question. Um, a lot of people always joke that Notre Dame quarterback might be one of the hardest spots in the country because it's you got to win every single game. That's what it's about, and th- that's what you want, though, when you pick a school. You, you want to win a national championship. You want to go to a school that, that cares about winning. And uh, like you said, uh, from my experience, people either are obsessed and love Notre Dame uh, or they hate us. You know, so there, it's okay. There's no middle. There's no middle. I'm one of the ones that hates you, and, and, and not you, obviously, uh, but your alma mater. They're they're really fun to root against. They're a fun team to hate. Yes. And, and it's an interesting conundrum for me because I loathe Notre Dame, and I love the Eagles. So, like, you know, and you haven't changed. You're the same damn person. You just put on a different shirt, you know? So, like, all of a sudden, now I'm supposed to like you, but uh, six years ago, I would have uh, absolutely not been able to stand you at all it's, it's, it's really fairly ridiculous when you think about it it's okay it's fair <laughs> well the uh, travis uh, manning foundation it's a, it's a veteran services organization organization you have a direct con- connection to that via your brother correct correct uh brother dad um cousin you know there's a lot of people in my family that um you know have served for our country so it means a lot to me and is your brother on track to be a green beret he is. He's currently uh, in North Carolina, finishing up his his training, and um, he's currently in a dark period, so he doesn't have his phone. So it's a good thing if we don't hear from him because that means he's still on track. And right. we're excited to go to the graduation here. Um, I think it's in. Um, I think it's in July. So okay. he's doing great. Green Beret is obviously the, they're an elite group. Um, do you obviously you've trained a physical regimen all your life as well? Do you think you could fare well in the Green Beret training regimen? Um, I, I would like to say I think I might be able to do it, but after being able to talk to my brother just a little bit, it's it is a whole nother level. I have a yeah. lot of respect for those guys. It's I always feel like. You know, I know what it's like to push your body, push your mind in football. It's like, this is a sport. These guys are doing life or death stuff. Yeah. And it's a whole nother level. And my respect for them is, is is off the charts. And just from hearing, my brother can't even tell me everything. You know, it's a it's top secret, whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> from what I from what I've heard, it's it is a different level and mm-hmm. it, it's more mental than it is anything. So I'm yeah. very proud of him and I hope I hope it all goes well and you know, I'm very excited to go to that graduation. 
Ian, what have you? You're fairly new to uh, to Philadelphia. What are, what are you finding out about uh, the town? Maybe over the past uh, few months or this summer, if you're going to be spending time in town, what's uh, uh, what are you enjoying about it so far? Yeah, I love Philly. I'd say first, kind of what we talked about with Notre Dame, the fans here they are they're great. They they love the Eagles. Um, they're just a passionate fan base. Uh, it's just next level. I feel like at the games and 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 in town. Um, Go birds, maybe like every five seconds, I guess. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's a special place. You, it's definitely great to have a, you know, a fan base like that. It could be a lot worse. Yeah. So this has been great. Other than that, I love, I love going to the city. This, this food is a, or this city is a big food, food. city. That's oh yeah. Really oh yeah. Yeah. So I've been trying as many places as I can, um, talking with guys on the team about what they like. And, uh, we really enjoy having, um, you know, family and friends come to games and, and take them around the city, showing them everything. It's a city with a lot of history, taking them to all our favorite places to eat, and then just having a great weekend with uh, getting a win for the birds. Nice. All right. I like all that. Now, listen, about the event uh, that's going on uh, tomorrow, by the way, um, who else is going to be joining you? A few members of the team, I would assume. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, we're going to have a couple guys out there, Jackson, a couple tight ends, uh, Tyree Jackson, uh, Grant Calcaterra, Jack Stoll. Going to get a few linemen out there. Um, you know, I'll be there. Uh, Cam Jurgens will be there. And I bet you I, I'll be able to get a few more guys today as I'm in the locker room <laughs> talking. So right. um, you- it's going to be awesome, though. Excited to just get in the community and um, really just, you know, converse with people, talk, hang out. You're going to be mixing any drinks or anything like that? Get them behind the bar? That's the goal. I'll be back. I'm not sure I'm any good, but I'm going to be back there with a the bartender getting some direction. But right. just want to be there hanging out with everyone and raising money for a really great cause. Well, it's, it's usually great getting the celebrity bartender because they go a little heavy on the... Yeah, uh, they don't care. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it's not up there a comment. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, well, it's easy to get tickets. You can just go to uh, travismanion.org and uh, tickets include event entry, happy hour pricing, uh, a raffle ticket because, uh, you know, these events always have great raffle items. I'm sure there's going to be loads of stuff from uh, the birds to win uh, as well, which is cool. So we'll send people, we'll get the word out, Ian, and make sure that uh, that uh, you guys have a good crowd tonight. Uh, and uh, we wish you nothing but the best, and uh, and hopefully we'll talk to you sometime soon, okay? Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Have a good one. Our pleasure. Ian Book, yeah. guys. Your Eagles. He will be there tomorrow night, and uh, it is... What time does this start? You know what? 5.30 p.m. it starts. Ah, okay. So it did say happy hour. All right. TravisManion.org if you want to get the information. Uh, just a programming note I want to bring up. So we had given you the wrong uh, price sheet for uh, what today's uh, secret text word is. Oh. So the price sheet does not match what we're actually giving away. So if you want to read over there uh, where the pink star is at the bottom of the page, that is what we are giving away today for secret text word. Ah. Uh, Okay. Oh, we're giving away tickets to see Kevin James. The Irregardless Tour, (laughs) which is not really a proper term. Uh, Friday, June 16th at the Academy of Music. So that's what we're giving away. Tickets available at uh, KimmelCulturalCampus.org. So text the word secret to 39333. And uh, we'll see if you win. We're going to send you that word. Later on, we'll find out if you win. Hearing about him and his brother, Preston, I was wondering if some 82-year-old Al Pacino sperm could create a green beret and a quarterback. God. Who knows, man? Uh, well, listen, uh, we have a couple of minutes uh, to chat before we have to move along. We have a few more guests that are going to be joining us this morning. But uh, I don't know if you know this, but the last time that we were all together was when we were in Wildwood at Keenan's. 
And uh, we have yet to discuss with even each other yes. uh, what went on because we all kind of went our separate ways into the holiday weekend and just kind of decompressed and did whatever it is we were going to do afterwards. But, man, we have to tell you, for those who weren't there in person... That place was probably the most electric I've ever felt it ever. Yeah, I can't. I can't argue that. I, I, it was. We were all looking at each other like, yeah. Okay, this is a new level. Yeah, this is next level. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Were we all at like? I don't know. My mindset going into Keenan's is like, okay, what is going to go wrong and when? And none of that happened on Friday. No, yeah. no, we had. There was a ton of pre-planning. A lot of you guys did a, a tremendous amount of uh, legwork, and you know, of course, Marissa was like, you know, the Flash running around getting everything oh done. My God, yes. but um, uh, you know, from from everybody, case from your your fastidiousness with the schedule and all that stuff, and, and acquiring all that stuff, it just it played out. And um, you actually predicted you would yell at one point. You pre-apologized to Casey. That never happened. No, no until the final break, I yeah. got mad and that was it. Yeah. But, but And I apologize for that now. But uh, I mean, you did get mad at that woman, remember? Wow. Well, Dude. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> let me, let me share what happened there. This is at the baptism of beer. Yeah, and I'm a at standard. The, I'm at the very corner of the bar and I'm, I'm about ready to step up <laughs> onto the bar. And she turns to me and with a very mean delivery, goes, don't don't knock my effing beer over. And I was just like, it just kind of took me aback. Yeah, you're like, what? And I was like, what? And then she said it again. I thought she was kind of being playful, but she was like being really yeah, rude yeah. to me in oh just her delivery. So I got up onto the bar, and I'm like, this woman just said something rude to me. And she looks up. And I had my headphones on at that point, and I couldn't. And she was yapping at me again, yeah. and I couldn't tell what she was saying. So I just took the picture. And I'm like, "Screw you, bitch!" And I just threw it right in her face. Yeah, I think you did call her a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but that's a term of endearment out in Wildwood. Right. Yeah. yeah, for that day, yeah, yeah. of course it is. Uh, but no, it was. Listen, everything went so wonderfully smooth. I was so happy with all of it. It was a great time. Yeah, I think um, so much fun. Our engineering did, and Rodney, they did a great job of of monitoring that room so that the entire room could hear us. So, like, yeah. you know, like we, we've said like, um, you know, oh, we lost the room, you know, like 9, 9.30, something like that, like because people in the back are can't hear. hear or anything like that, but like they were engaged the entire time. Yeah, when the din of that crowd hits full force, you can like, we, I remember in years past us being on the mic and like, they don't care. They're, yeah. they're gone. Uh-huh. But everybody was with us the whole time. Even when we, when we needed to take that absolute <clears throat> sardine crammed in condition that we were in and part in the middle they did it uh, for an alleyway to do a contest they did it and i was i was blown away by that i'll tell you what what <laughs> what kind of rocked my world was um and i i thought it'd be like a knockoff part of the show seagull dude seagull thing. i was telling casey we had lunch afterwards i'm like <laughs> The one thing that had the least amount of moving parts yeah. as far as contest and wrangling the crowd goes was one of the most uh, well-received <laughs> moments of the entire morning. It was so easy. It was so good. It was awesome. People doing their seagull impressions, and then little did we know, the Michael Jordan of seagull impressions would be the first was contestant. Yeah. Joan. Yeah. She was so... People were commenting to me all weekend. They were like... Dude, nobody could beat Joan. Like she'll never yeah. be. Like she's, she was the best. Yeah, and she happened to be our first contestant. Oh, out. Everyone was good, but I mean that was 
other level. You know Absolutely. what? So she, the, the reason she, I thought she had it was because the, the, at the end, like how she separated the, like yeah. it was exactly, it sounded exactly like a seagull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was blown away by that. That that has to become an annual thing if, if, yes. uh, if the interest is there because that was so much fun. And my God. She was so loud, so yeah. loud. I had to step away and take my headphones it. off, yeah, yeah. and and she just nailed it. <laughs> uh, all the contests went wonderful. the The tribute to uh, the Little Mermaid uh, was unbelievable. <laughs> there was a moment, where, and and if you missed it, we have all the pictures. The video, the stream, all that stuff is up if you want to see that, and I highly recommend you do it. And by the way, Marissa, the photo gallery is fantastic. Oh, my God. Uh, Marissa, our photographer, uh, got some amazing pics. That was... Um, Bill Kane, yes. William Thomas Kane, Kane Images. Um, he's been shooting WMMR events for like 35 years, way back in the day. He said this one was the most interesting he's ever been to. <laughs> so when we were doing The yeah. Little Mermaid, uh, our female contestant, and I apologize because I don't remember everyone's names that were in all those contests, but we had them picking up, you know, real seafood, uncooked seafood with their mouths while dressed like mermaids and oh, taking them from one end of the bar to the other. Oh, yeah. At, at one point, the, the gal, she comes back with the squid. And by the way, the squid were like... Almost two feet long. They yeah. were huge. And a she dead had, friggin' squid. Instead of picking it up by, you know, the, the head, the, the hood part of it, she had went in full. She had all those tentacles uh-huh. in her mouth. Oh, my God. And I, she comes. I, I, it was, I oh almost puked looking at her. But they, they did it, man. They they knocked it oh. out of the park. And the guy, the, our, our male Ariel, um, he drops the food on the floor and he's good. No. He's going to stick to the rules. He picks it up off the floor with his mouth. Yeah. It looked like he had a bloody nose at the end of it because he had fish guts all over his nose. His nose was fine, (laughs) but he had fish blood on his nose. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jeez. And the funny thing is, is before that, I know Marissa and everybody's running around, make sure they do not have seafood allergies. Yes. Yeah. She was very, very adamant about that. Uh, In the very first contest we did, which is one we do uh, every year, which is a crowd surfing thing. The Bill Weston tribute. Oh, my God. Um, they looked amazing. The outfits, we put them in leather jacket, white uh, wig, the helmet, the cigar, the cigar all of that. And and Greg Monahan had, had made up large printouts of, of actual, I think it's Bill's actual it motorcycle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the way they looked sitting in that looked like they were actually riding on the motorcycle. And it was a little story about how Bill assembled the basically the team here, you know, when we come bringing us over to to uh, WNMR. Yep. And it played out. Uh, and I love that our contestants were actually fake throttling the motorcycle. Yeah. 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 They had their hands on the throttle and uh, and picking up the giant cardboard cutouts of our faces. Uh, it, it was just a blast all the way around. And I, I went up afterwards when we were done, uh, to take a peek into the outdoor, the patio. Oh my God. Uh, I went up on the roof and it was, Casey, you were right. Like you couldn't move in there. It no, was that packed. I, I tried to walk through there oh, and I, I mean, I just, I, there were a couple of, uh, uh, roadblocks that I got into. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is nuts. But what's so funny is later that day, Preston, or was he, I don't know when exactly it was. It might have been Saturday, but I'm watching a clip on the TV. The TV's on, and I see this massive line, and, uh, you know, oh, look at that. What's, what's that? And Claire goes, that's your event. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> they, my wife says, she knew it. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, so they were telling me that the, the line went around the block and down and went all the way down to Central. 
uh, the street. Wow. That's a that's a couple of blocks. Oh, easy. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it went all the way down to there. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's wow. a long, that's a long ass way. So, and that was before the doors opened. So it was just. But, but it didn't phenomenal. end with the broadcast for you. You returned. Yeah, the following the, night. The next night. So, well, before that, though, real quick, I want to I give some love to Surf and Pig, this great restaurant in North Wildwood, right on the bay. Yes. Um, a bunch of us went over there and had lunch afterwards, and they reserved a table for us. Uh, awesome. We, we had a great meal. And actually, they told us about this wild little thing that they do on their Instagram account, which is with this treasure hunt uh, throughout Wildwood. And was I right? And they have like $10,000? No, $15,000. $15,000 is a key hidden somewhere. And if you can find it, you win $15,000. Somewhere so, in Wildwood? Somewhere yeah. in Wildwood. The way it works is actually it's a $5,000 prize, but if nobody finds it this month, uh, then that 5000 will get put into next month. And then if nobody finds it, then that... So it could be, by like August, could be like $15,000, but they're like three different $5,000 prizes. She's telling me this. I'm like... What? Like yeah, you're, yeah. you're giving five grand and fifteen thousand dollars in cash? Like yeah. So yeah. if you go follow them on uh, on the gram, uh, Surfing Pig on on Instagram, you it's can find the, out all the Surfing Pig. That's the, the yeah. handle. That was my first that. time there. It's a really nice spot, and like, yeah. right on the water like that, and all open air. And man, the food was fantastic. It was it was cool. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. So. <laughs> we were getting ready to leave when I you know. showed up, and I'm like, oh, I guess we'll just <laughs> well, wait. I made them, and and thanks to Icona because we stayed there on Thursday night, and and uh, Eustace and and the entire crew, we um, where Brent. At his broadcast on Friday afternoon, but I didn't make. I made the mistake of not checking out before the show, so I had to go all the way back down to Diamond Beach, get my stuff, and then come back and meet you guys. And it just took a while. I ended up uh, Casey and I ended up meeting up there later on. We went to to Brent's broadcast, and it was great. Nice. So last yeah. year, last year it rained. It was terrible. Jackson was broadcasting, and nobody was there because the yeah. the, the, the it was just cold, and nobody wanted to be outside. Totally different this year. Nice. Awesome. It was gorgeous. Nice crowd there. It's such it was, a cool spot. Uh, there was a live band, and and uh, Brent was in his heyday, and we were having orange crushes and just just loving it. It was a fantastic day. Uh, so that was awesome, and, and it was good to hang out with Brent, because Brent came to our broadcast as yeah. well. He was there in the morning, too. I was a little jealous of your orange crush, not because it, it just looked yummy, right? I don't, so I don't miss alcohol at all, but right. like just that, that it, it looked great. So I actually invented my own non-alcoholic drink oh. later on that night. It's just two ingredients. But if anybody doesn't drink and wants to have something that uh, resembles a... A cocktail, but it's not a mocktail. Uh, try a Red Bull and orange juice. Okay. Two parts orange juice to one part Red Bull. It's actually really delicious. All right. Yeah. Very good. Uh, and then, yeah, Steve, so the next night, Saturday, uh, Kyle's band, the FM band, was playing at Keenan's. So I ventured back into the uh, into the jaws of the <laughs> jaws of the dragon, uh, and it was packed. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, no doubt. And so I went and uh, and sat in and played a couple of songs with the FM band. Now this is my first time seeing those guys live. I've seen Kyle play or sing with uh, our groups at Camp Out for Hunger and yeah. some other events, and know what a great singer he is, and he's he's amazing. But the three female singers in that band. Are unbelievable as well, and like Kyle came to me, he's like, "Yeah, it's kind of wild being like the least best singer in the band." Well, I said, "You, you don't go that far." Yeah, but the three gals that sing in that band are incredible. And I got up and I played, uh, I played Brick House. Ah, nice. And then uh, that was kind of the the filler song because it's it's a pretty standard easy one. But the fun one was I played all night long from Lionel Richie hey, yeah. and uh, closed the set with him. That has, and, a, that has a bit of a rhythm to it. Yeah, and, and an interesting little drum part, too. But it was, uh, 
It was really fun to play with those guys. They're they're an eleven piece badass party band, and they're one of those that can play like you know they've got these medleys of like you know six songs that just you just dance the entire oh, time. Love it, and uh, and they were great. So it was it was an honor to play with those guys. And they play down there all the time. So yeah, they do. Find them they got a couple more gigs for sure this summer. And thank you to Roderick, who's the drummer of the band, who let me sit in, and uh, we had we had a great time. And there were tons of people. That had either been at Keenan's on Friday, right, yeah. or were just fans of the show that were constantly coming up throughout the night, and uh, it was awesome. So if you ever want to see a great band and go dance your ass off, check out where the FM band is playing because they're fantastic. So cool. So uh, the uh, photo gallery, if you want to get an idea of what it was like up close and personal, that's available at WMMR.com. And uh, it's you, you're going to love it, and hopefully you can make it there next year. I don't want to think about next year right now for a little while. Yeah, but it was uh, we pulled it off. We pulled it off. Nobody got hurt. No, nope. <laughs> everything came off flawlessly. We gave away a bunch of great prizes. Thank you to Stake 'Em Up again for yes. all, uh, and also uh, our friends at Shift. Uh, for shift the table. outdoors, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, shift outdoors for the table and chair. The, uh, we met. I think Ray was his name. Mm-hmm. Super nice yeah, guy. They were really cool. Yeah. So all in all, I think it's one of the right. best ones we've ever had. Other than the, the the time when we had the new kids on the block there, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was one of the best times ever. It, so, easily, thanks yeah. to everybody. And so, Steve, I know that you got back here, like, and and Nick as well, uh, right afterwards. But you know, we we thought weather wise, it was going to be in the sixties and a little overcast all weekend down the shore. It was not that. What did I it say? It was like 70 degrees and sunny with a nice breeze all weekend long. And I, I was saying that. You, yeah. You can't, you, as we say, partly cloudy means partly sunny. Yeah. And it, it, mostly so, sunny. Mostly sunny. Yeah. Damn it. And I knew it would be a good weekend. So it was great. Thank you to all over there. And if you saw the 25th anniversary shirts that were on display there, they are now available hey. at the MMR Rock Shop. Nice. People, People were asking. asking. Yeah. 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 So if you want to get the 25th anniversary Preston and Steve Show shirts, you can go to the MMR Rock Shop. We have to take a break because we're going live on Fox Good Day, so we're going to do it. But thank you to everybody who is a part of Keenan's this year. And if not, we'll see you next year. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding! Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond. But he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com.
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going right to Fox 29. So let's do another. Do that. Uh, this survey says that there's this moving company called Any Van. It says one in five couples actually break up hmm. during a move. There's nothing more stressful. Well, it's one of the top things that causes yeah. stress is moving apartments or homes. Would you agree, Preston? I would agree 100%. But the, the, I, would, I don't ever want to do it again. <laughs> ever, ever want to do it again. I know at some point I will have to do it, but yeah, it can be very, very bad. Did, now, why do you think you will eventually have to move, Preston? Eviction. Do you not live in the house now the rest of your life? That's a good question. I don't know. I just know it'll happen. Well, you're you're a vagabond yeah. at heart, yeah. uh, and you have that group of gypsies that you travel with. We, so we yeah. need to make it around the country. No, but listen, we had a really bad experience when and during a move. The the moving company yeah. uh, tried to hold our uh, our uh, furniture hostage. Uh, and we ended up being part of a class action lawsuit against this particular moving oh company. God. It was terrible. And my wife was pregnant, and they, they were not going to deliver our furniture to our uh, new locale, uh, and they, they wanted to charge us extra. It was a real nightmare. Unless you paid up. Royal pain, man. No, they didn't pay, they didn't pay up. They, they were able to beat it. You, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, so they you beat it? Yeah, they beat it good. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they won. <laughs> but listen, what, one of the things I think that can cause an argument, or at least would in my case, is when you're uh, gathering things to move them is uh, throwing things out that are yes. maybe your significant other wants to hang on to and you see as clutter. Yes. Uh, I would agree. There, there are a couple of things that are barometers for relationships in my in my lifetime. All right, canoeing. You ever been canoeing on like a or a whitewater rafting trip? Yes. And like, you've got to work together in a canoe. Yes. Oh, that breaks up relations. Well, <laughs> what you need to realize is that nine times out of ten, so I've, I've gone canoeing with my wife and, and kayaking and. And if you're both in the same boat or kayak, um, you will be doing the predominant amount of work. That's okay. Just accept that. Don't say, come on. That won't go over because uh, you're supposed to be the the person who's going to propel the boat. Accept that. Move on. Another thing I did, hanging wallpaper with a significant <laughs> other. Oh. That will strain a relationship. Yeah. You know, because everybody's doing that, that peel and stick wallpaper and they're like, it's so easy. Yes. You can do it yourself. No, no. you can't. No, no. You, no. It's hard, but we actually no, did that. We moved into an apartment and we were stripping wallpaper so much so, I mean, I we were knee deep in the shards of the old wallpaper and then <laughs> I was wondering, is there actually a wall here? Yeah. Is it just wallpaper? <laughs> Something that almost broke broke up my marriage was trying to put together a desk from Ikea one time. Yes. That got ugly. Yes. Yeah. I've learned if I ever get anything from Ikea, I pay the extra money for somebody to come to my home and put it together. You know, really? Oh, no. 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 No? no? no. And do they send some sort of a Swedish model over to put it together? <laughs> uh, Olga came in and put my chest of drawers together. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the TV. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now living with her. Anyway, uh, 
Thank you, kids. All right. Bye, bye. Uh, Take care. We'll Wednesday. see you guys. Have and enjoy the rest of your week is what I meant to say. Yeah. All right. Um, we Good skip- morning to see you. Good morning to see you as well. Let's take a look at traffic and see what's going on this morning. Kathy, what do you have for us? We've got a couple of things happening here. We'll start at the 30 bypass eastbound. Stop traffic between Reeseville Road and 340. That, this is an accident. Uh, no word yet on if the road is closed or if uh, they've just got one lane block, but you're stopped between Reeseville Road and 340, so we'll keep you updated there. Uh, and then we'll go all the way to Bucks County now, Route 1 southbound. Uh, stopped between 413 and the Pennsylvania Turnpike. It's just a disabled vehicle, but it is blocking the right lane, so you can squeeze by on the left side. Uh, we've got volume building on the Blue Route northbound from 95 to the Media Bypass. Uh, southbound side from the bypass to Baltimore Pike. Schuylkill eastbound slows 202 into Belmont. Heavy the Boulevard to the Vine. Westbound Pashyunk to the Vine. The Boulevard out to the Blue Route. Uh, on the Boulevard, southbound, you're slow from Broad to Wissahickon. Uh, also southbound at Ridge Avenue. We had a disabled vehicle. That has been cleared. A water main break in Cherry Hill Township, Route 70 eastbound, closed between Cuthbert Boulevard and Cornell Avenue. Uh, we've got the on and off ramps closed there as well. Uh, 55 northbound, heavy Deptford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Beachbound Vacations. What is it about the beach that draws us in at Beachbound Vacations? They can't answer that, but they can get you there in style with top resorts, ocean view rooms, and luxury transportation. Book your getaway at beachbound.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. I brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. They made over 20,000 air conditioner repairs last year that could have been avoided with a Horizon tune-up. Avoid repairs and lower cooling bills with Horizon's no-breakdowns guarantee. You can book online at horizonezbook.com. All right, interesting story here. The victim in a federal kidnapping case who was snatched from a casino at National Harbor in 2021 and robbed, is going to prison for 18 months. What? The reason being is he tried to get $5,000 from one of his attackers in exchange for not testifying or giving a false account. So he was selling his testimony. Yes. And which is like, the dumbass! Uh, either he, he Apparently, he wrote in an Instagram direct message, which was displayed in court records, it said, either you cough up some bread or sit in the feds for the next 20 years. Hey, you rhyme that. Uh, Cough up the bread or sit in the fed. John J. Gabrani uh, pleaded guilty to the full-hearted scheme, as his defense attorney described it. That's was Gabroni. Sent- was sentenced on Friday. Uh, the FBI task force officers found Gabrani in Washington, D.C. with blood wow. uh, running down the front of his face and a broken nose. At first, he said he had been hurt in a fall, but later said he had been lured out of the casino. Two men uh, told him that uh, if he could get them cocaine... Uh, they would pay him and find a woman to have sex with him. Hmm. So he obtained cocaine from a source, and he said his attackers put a gun to his face, took him to a boiler room of an apartment building. Is where, this where the woman is? Where he was beaten, and they stole things from his hotel room at the casino. They took $10,000 in cash, casino chips, and an Xbox. That really hurt. Where's the woman? Five men were arrested and charged with the crime, including Trey David Sherman. Now, beginning in June of last year, Gabrani contacted Sherman over social media, sending taunting messages and asking to get paid. He said, "Call me if you want a fin- if you want to finesse trial." Uh, three weeks before Sherman's trial, Gabrani sent another series of messages saying he wanted five grand. Prosecutors say Gabrani told another person that he was quote dancing with the devil by seek- seeking such payments. Referring to Sherman, he said, "I'm auctioning off his freedom." Last month, Sherman was sentenced to ten and a half years. Four other defendants pled guilty, and they were sentenced between 10 and 14 years in prison. Gabrani, who moved from Fairfax, Virginia, to Florida after the incident, 
was indicted by a federal grand jury in October and pleaded guilty last month. So he is going to jail. How many years that. is he getting? He's getting 18 months. Oh, 18 months. So he's getting a year and a half. Yeah. Uh, a, how about this? A crocodile form, farmer in northern Cambodia has been torn to pieces by about 40 of the reptiles after falling into their enclosure. That's why I never buy those crocodile seeds. Luan Nam, who is 72, tried to move one of the egg-laying animals out of its cage when it grabbed his stick in its mouth and pulled him in his stick. Yes. Uh, Not if it sounded like I said something else. Um, (laughs) Other crocodiles pounced, (laughs) attacking him until he was dead. Yeah, that's what they do. Mr. Nam's body was covered with bite marks, and one of his arms was missing. The victim was uh, the president of the local Crocodile Farmers Association, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, this would not have happened were he a farmer like that deals with tomatoes. Yes. Uh, by the way, in 2019, a two-year-old girl was killed and eaten by crocodiles at a similar farm in the area. Uh, and the animals are bred for their eggs, skin, and meat in the Southeast Asian Well, they nation. turned the tables, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Alerts for dangerous animals on the loose are commonplace in Florida, a state that leads the nation for escapes of wild creatures ranging from bears, lions, monkeys, snakes, and tigers. Oh, my. But a stalking beast currently terrifying residents of Sewanee County after sending two people to the emergency room in separate attacks turns out to be a domestic cat with attitude that has evaded capture for almost a week. Deputies have laid traps for the fractious feline. I'm coming for you. But have so far failed to make an arrest. I'm coming for you. Instead, the office's animal control unit is advising the public to be mindful of the cat and other animals in the area that present signs of rabies. Uh, During two separate incidents, residents exercising and walking on 174th Street were attacked by a cat. Both residents received injuries serious enough that they had to seek medical treatment from local hospitals. Yeah, a cat can dice you up pretty good. Uh, I have eight of them. He's a cat. St. John. (laughs) That's one of the witnesses press. Oh. He's a cat. Uh, So far declined to issue a rabies alert due to the cat not being captured or not being able to confirm that the cat has rabies or not. But they are. The cat that attacked me could flush a toilet. Yes. He's a cat. Uh, Joshua Jenkins of Altoona was arrested Thursday night after he called 911 for a house fire that he reportedly started while trying to burn spiders. <laughs> How many times have yeah. you had this exact same story of someone who figures the best way to kill a house spider is with fire? Uh, police say that Jenkins was combative when first responders arrived and gave them difficulty trying to locate the fire. He reportedly told them I that... I can he- handle things! I'm smart! <laughs> He was upset. He reportedly told them that he was using a butane torch, actually it turned out to be a propane torch, to yeah. burn the spiders what and, are them tains? and their nests from the outside of his home. Police accusing uh, accused him of trying to stop firefighters from taking a fire hose into his home. Officials reported seeing 15 burn marks on the outside of the house. Oh, my God. And numerous burn marks inside the home, despite Jenkins denying that he used the torch inside. Officials said that the home likely would have burned down if Jenkins not called 911. Was he holding the torch behind his back and sort of kicking the loose dirt in front of him? He He was uh, charged with arson, risking a catastrophe, possession of an instrument of crime, tampering with evidence, and other charges as well. Do you know that happens a lot, too, when there's a a, a bee uh, hive? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, like under the awning? Yep. Oh, yeah. And they'll burn down the house. Burn down the house. Yep. Last story. An investigation has been launched into the death of a British man who was reportedly struck by lightning by lightning 
while paddle boarding oh in Greece. Oh, wow. God. Yeah. The unnamed man was in the sea off of the beach in Agia Agathi Roads, and his girlfriend filmed him from the beach. Uh, the Port Authority uh, confirmed that uh, the man was 26 and a British national, but would give no further information. Greek newspaper Rodaki reported lightning struck the water near the man shortly before 1.30 p.m. on Monday, causing him to fall in the water injured. A newspaper reported a passerby waded into the water to pull the man back to shore. Medics then took him to a local hospital before he was declared dead. Wow, that's messed up. I mean, you're the highest thing on the water at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. By the way, in the next B file, I've got for the first time ever, I have all, I'm I'm calling it the twinsies. I have two types of every story that I'm going to share Ooh, with you. It's two okay. of them. It is two of them in the bizarre file, which I found kind of interesting that it turned out that way. So you'll have to stick around for the next one a little bit later on. All right, we are going to break. I'll remind you, we have a secret text word, uh, and it turns out they are tickets to see Kevin James, uh, who's going to be playing Friday, June 16th, the Academy of Music. So text the word secret to 39333. And we will see if you win. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. Stay with us. WMMR presents the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 16th. Two locations in Oaks at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center or South Philly at the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Sign up now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt, a window nation tote bag, ever fresh juice, and our sincere thanks for making a real difference in our community. Appointments are required, so secure your preferred time today at WMMR.com. The 18th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Hey Steve, your mutiny on the Mashulu is coming up, yes, right? Yes, it is. We're a little over a week away. It is the mutiny on the Mashulu, Mu3, Back to the Sea, and it is uh, benefiting Max Fund, which is the charity my wife started, provides a centralized fund that all of the animal charities can pull off of and help cats, homeless, feral, uh, in the tri-state area. It's great. The party is a big happy hour party. It's at the Mashalu. Free parking that evening. They've suspended the parking charges specifically for this event. Your ticket gets you Algorithm Vegan Grill, Zaz Ice Cream, Tuck in S'mores, Nothing But Cakes, Rosie's Kettle Corn, Insomnia Cookies, Finger Food for the Mashalu, and more. Plus the Booze, Yards Brewery, Boardroom, Chadsford Winery, Clear Rum, Stateside Vodka, and more. Live entertainers uh, like um, uh, Douglas Stafford, who does a giant bubble blowing and juggling. Mike Palladino, a magician. Strongman Todd Jones. Tarot card readers Regan Tilton and Jacqueline Baker. And uh, all sorts of stuff. The Pirateers, Kittens to Pet, Raffles and Prizes. For one ticket price, $40, gets you all of that for the evening, and you will benefit a lot of animals if you do it. I'll be there. I'd love to see you uh, come down and hang on the top deck of the marshal there on a, what I hope will be a lovely evening. And it's uh, people who have been love it, and it's the return after a couple of years. We'd love to see you there. So. Excellent. And Thank that info's up at uh, PrestonSteve.com. Go yes. right there. You will get it all there. Um, I saw a few things. I, I didn't notice them. What? I streamed them. Snore. The stream of consciousness, sir. Yes. Streams so you don't have to. These are things that just roll right off of my mind. The most consciousness, sir, of any person you'll ever know. So we're going to start with uh, the game of Otherworldly. Ben. 
the game of badminton. Badminton. The Badminton World Federation. I love badminton, by the way. I just have to say that. Uh, well, listen, I remember I haven't played it in ages, and I just remember it being so fun. Because you can really whack that thing, yes, and throw it way up in the air, which makes it kind of fun. But um, I bought a badminton set a couple of years ago, and I have not put it up <laughs> one time. I don't have enough room. So well, here's I, what I got: you, you need plenty of room to play it. I got one that you don't have to stake into the ground; mm, that, okay. that you can just you can just set it. It sets down on its stand well, quickly. What I mean is is room to to hit the shuttlecock oh. and not lose it in my Bring neighbor's yard beach. and stuff I, like yeah, that. Yeah, the beach. Yeah, but it's, it's too windy. Pretty windy at the when beach. it's really bad. Even a slight breeze can really knock out a game of badminton. Mm-hmm. But I'll have to give it a try, Case. Yeah. So anyhow, the Badminton World Foundation has extended the ban on the new spin serve. What the hell? Until next year's Paris Olympics and Paralympics. What's the spin serve? So they ban- they temporarily banned the serve this month, uh, which involves a player spinning the shuttle what? before launching it after it proved to be tough to return or completely unplayable as well. So do you, when you serve, do you serve underhand or overhand? Under. Okay, so I, I throw it up and hit it over. Well, I guess I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It would depend. <laughs> How so do you, you just slap like, shuttle Like tennis, I definitely throw overhand, but I don't know about throwing the shuttlecock up in the air. Boom. And whether or not to uh, to hit it that way or not. It really not. depends on how many uh, drinks you're holding at the time. This, this is right. True. Yeah. It is a game for, uh, for the drinker. So the BWF... The Badminton World Foundation. Absolutely. Uh, said, after consultation with the badminton community, BWF Council believed it best to forbid the spin serve from another for another 15 months so as to not impact the Olympic and Paralympic qualifying periods and the games themselves. I can't see. The, all right, so we're watching a demonstration. Okay. All yeah, right. Yeah, So it, what it does is it causes it to wobble in a lopsided fashion. Yep. So it's not coming straight over with the uh, the base of the shuttlecock going forward. However, in regular play, you can get that to happen. But just as in, in a normal rally, back and forth over the net, I think if it's so unreturnable and it makes the game boring to watch... Are they going to incorporate it and allow it, or are they going to forbid it? They are banning it right. as of now. Huh. So the BWF Secretary General, Thomas Lund. Oh, my God. He must have loads of military honors. So the said uh, of the governing body, they said they welcomed innovation in badminton, but added that more evidence was needed on the potential effects of the serve before introducing it. There's a lot of innovation in badminton. Uh, the ban will be in place for the Thailand Open, which uh, begins on Tuesday. I can't remember the last time I actually played. I mean, I do enjoy playing, but, I mean, it's been probably over a decade. uh, My buddy Steve is coming in town in July and uh, wants to fire up. uh, I have a ping pong table. We never use it. Uh, But his daughter is coming, too, and she loves playing ping pong. So we're going to break that out. We're going to start playing it. And I remember playing Steve, and he can really put some spin on the ball. Yes. Okay. And it makes it so hard to return. So that's my thing, too. I love putting the spin on it. And I have uh, an, an all-weather ping-pong table that you can sort of leave out. It will not rust. I, I got it from a place on 309. I think it's Royal... Royal Billiards. Royal Billiards, yeah. Yep. Right. So, so um, and and it's great. But a lot of times, Preston, outside, again, with ping-pong... The wind. If a breeze, you can't play ping-pong the like that. The ball is so light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have uh, friends from college who, every single year, the, we have a... You know, so they're all... Most of them are local, but we have a friend who lives in Massachusetts, and he'll come down, and every year he comes down, they do this two-day 
Um, it, it's an event with a, with a bunch of different sporting events. I think they call it the Tri Dave a lot. Right. And, <laughs> I like um, that. And so they, they they play golf. They bowl. I think they play tennis. I don't know if they uh. play badminton or not, but. Every single year they do it, I'm, like, unavailable to play. And I would love to take part in that. Well, a lot. Ping pong and, and, and uh, badminton figure into those. Again, you even though I have the, the table and the badminton net, I, you don't play it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't. Well, we're talking about games like this. I want to give a shout-out to a guy named Chris Greco. We stopped by last week. He invented a game called Zoogie Ball. And oh, he, yeah. He made a board for us. Is that what that board us. is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a beach game mostly, Steve. Yeah. But I guess you could play it in the backyard as well. But, um... Uh, you know, I showed it to you guys. He was thinking about maybe making an MMR one or a Preston Steve one, but it, it's really fun. And, um, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it's fun or not. I haven't played it yet. But <laughs> Is I, it like it looks, Cornhole? It, it looks, looks fun. like fun. Yeah, it, it kind of like Cornhole, but, um, Think about, like, uh, any type of um, bag-o type of a game where you, you, there's a target, but this, you're bouncing the ball off of the board, and oh. then you got to catch it. And then there's a whole lot of rules that are associated with it. But it basically came down to a bunch of people sitting around the beach, bored, and, and they invented a game. Yep. You know, and that, that's what they're doing with these boards. I think the, game, how- the games that survive, Preston, are that are beach games, horseshoes, yeah. bag-o, that had, the, the, where the pieces have weight to them. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you can play that, you know, even a stiff wind will not be a problem. Nick, I think all of those beach games came from people that were sitting around drinking yeah. and just started throwing, right. just throwing stuff around. I'm going to throw a bottle at your forehead if <laughs> right. I hit it right. 10 points. Yeah. And they made a game out yeah. of it. It's a cool so. design, though. So thanks to Chris for uh, giving How us one. How do you play Zoogie it? ball. you got to bounce the ball off of this target area case, right? Zoogie. Uh-huh. And then so I bounce it off the ball, off the board, and it's then you got to catch it. So you're on one side of the beach and I'm on the other side, and and so I'll show you. And some... then and you have to hit it right back down, like yeah. it's like a, a fast moving game. So you know and you the have game. A partner. You play with a partner. You know the game with the the little uh, um, uh, trampoline. Yep, it's like that. that, only an angled board. Okay, a little bit, uh, and and you've got to go. There's a there's a line drawn in the sand that is you know that okay. separates. Is it almost the board, like so? Like portable a riff a little bit on racquetball. Um, yeah, it could be like kinda. with the hand and not a racket. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I, I don't know what all the rules and are. And you're but catching, not hitting. Do a little search on the a little video on that. It's like spearfishing. Uh, I'm gonna. I have another story from Stream of Consciousness Nerd that the Stream of Consciousness Nerd has to do with uh, birds. He introduced us to Zoogie Ball. <laughs> uh, birds and beaches. Birds uh, and beaches. Seagulls. Yes. We were talking about the seagull screech contest we had at Keenan's and what a absolute success that was. Amazing. Who was our winner? Joan. Joan. Unbelievable. Uh, but I did not know this. Somebody sent me this about Ocean City uh, that you know, obviously seagulls are an issue at any of the beach, right. uh, you know, especially boardwalks where there's a lot of people gathering, food. there's a lot of food left out. Well, there's a company called East Coast Falcons. Oh, yeah. And they use them in Ocean City. Yeah, they, they've been doing this for a little while. Yeah, for they a while. the seagulls, right? Yep, so they, they, they essentially walk up and down the boardwalk. Oh, my God. And they have uh, falcons ah! that they take ah! with them, and they terrify the seagulls, and they scare them out of so it. So anything like, they'll people will put this in, you know, uh, down at the shore, they'll put basically a, a fake... Falcon up on a post, and that'll keep them away. Uh, does that really work, though? 
Apparently, uh, I guess. They're, so they're, the seagulls crap all over yeah. the yeah. Yeah. They're like, you're not real. Yeah, so like it was my understanding when they started this um, years ago, and I could be wrong if they're they're still doing it, was that it sort of was to train them and that eventually the falcons wouldn't need to be on the boardwalk. Like okay. the seagulls would almost be trained to not be there. And maybe they could take a, a year or two off. I'm and not then, going there. They got falcons. <laughs> if it comes back around yeah, and that, do it again. That's what I thought, but now that I you're... I do brigantine, I do... They have a very effective falcon program. Stay away. Uh, Because they were, the seagulls were bad at, uh, on the Ocean City. Thanks a lot. No, I mean, like, I had never seen anything like it. I think it was probably pre-COVID that I was there and I could not, I mean, right outside of the the pizza shop, I mean, literally taking slices of pizza as people were walking away with yeah. their food, like almost diving into the little shop. They get very aggressive. It was incredible. Yeah, when it looks like you're, you're you know, the, the seagull action off a, tr- a trawler outside of a pizza place, you've got problems. So Ocean City Council had awarded the contract for 2023. I'd like to speak if I may. To 2025. <laughs> And they danced. Oh, this is from Keenan. That's, that's Joan? That's Joan? Uh-huh. Hang on a second. One more time. <laughs> Her first one was like, oh. people just went nuts. Yep. Uh, so anyhow, they, this place, uh, East Coast Falcons, was given the contract for uh, this year through 25 um, and they are a New Jersey-based bird abatement company owned by Eric Swanson. Uh, the contract. Swanson. Oh, come on. Swan. You got Eric. Uh, Eric. So the. Stop looking at me, Swan. Son. <laughs> contract is for $316,920. So uh, I assume uh, there are companies like this that, for example, um, make sure that there aren't geese at airports or ducks mm-hmm. that can fly into jet engines. Yep. Um, so yeah, this is a, this is a, a vital service. I assume that they probably the boardwalk businesses would pool their resources and, and pay for this. Uh, so the contract will run from April to October. What happens if the falcon population then increases, Preston, and now I, they become a problem? Yep. What are you going to do, condors? I, I don't know what comes at, goes after. The pterodactyls, uh, falcons. Among some of the highlights of this year's plan will be more concentrated coverage in the downtown and eateries. Uh, uh, throughout the island, in addition to the boardwalk and beach coverage, uh, Swanson said we have hired a few more falconers to cover the expanded areas. So, in the, in the world of birds like this, pigeons or seagulls, which do you are worse? Yeah, which oh, I think seagulls. Oh, seagulls. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. By yeah. far, but they're prettier to look at than pigeons. The pigeons won't come after you for anything. The mm-hmm. seagulls, well, will. for for debt, if you well, if you yeah. owe the money. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, you think seagulls are pretty? Prettier. Yeah, I do. I, no, I think prettier that. than a, oh, so you I think look pigeons at it and are prettier? I'm like, I'm like, ew, it's just like this big white rat. <laughs> big white rat. <laughs> Flying rat. You should be you should be their PR. Yeah. <laughs> but like you think that pigeons are, are uh, uh more pleasant to the eye? I think, no, I think pigeons are ugly too. Okay. I think they're both fine birds. They yeah. taste great. I'm not saying anything bad about pigeons. I just think seagulls are, are better looking. Oh, so I we s- have a side by side comparison photo here. You have some of the pigeons in the foreground and, and seagulls in the background. So, I feel like this picture is making the pigeons actually look better than they, they are. Wait, I had something. Uh, it's from the Pigeon Gazette. Wait, I had a bird story for you. that oh I actually God. stopped to watch these two stupid birds because it was so interesting. Okay, so it was a, um, a black bird with white on it. I'm not sure which one th- those are in, in our area. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, Nick? Keep going. Like, just, like, it's like a distinct white line through the, the wings. Anyway, okay. it was that. And then a larger bird in a tree. And that little thing was like teasing him and picking on the 
yes. the bigger bird. Yeah. He kept going after him. They were like making a lot of noise. Stop I was like, looking at me, Swan. I was watching two birds fight in a tree. That doesn't that, seem like something you'd be into. Well, I mean, you couldn't not look. I was right. I was walking yesterday, mm-hmm. and they were making so much noise, and it was such a ruckus that like people stopped to watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. Because uh, I mean, sometimes you'll see. Um, you'll see uh, raptors flying around, and then smaller birds are flying in and pecking at them to try and scare them away. But I've never seen them in a birds tree get, doing that. Yeah, really? when they were like at the top of the tree. They get really aggressive with each other. It may have been a starling. Uh, starling. Yes. Sounds right. I have yeah. no idea. Um, so uh, the Swanson said we have a few more falconers to cover the expanded areas. In addition, he said there will be full-time and part-time handlers <laughs> of birds. And he said that there will also be new birds of prey. In total, uh, there will be two Harris's hawks, eight falcons, eight backup falcons, and Ozzy the owl. Six gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. <laughs> Ozzy the owl. Owls can be uh, aggressive, too. Now, oh, is yeah. Al the ringleader, or what is, what's, they're all going to be repelling seagulls? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have a friend who had, uh, my friend Scott had uh, an owl uh, in his backyard, and they, so they built a... <laughs> <laughs> Lord, they built a, uh, we have that. A, a birdhouse for the owl, an owl house, I guess. And uh, then the owl had two hatchlings. And so Scott recorded them getting, uh, Kathy would have bored you to tears, but I found it fascinating. Getting off on this, huh? <laughs> they, they, you know, watching the owls get yeah. bigger and bigger and then eventually um, uh, flying. And the way that they learn how to fly is by falling out of the nest. As we've heard, right? Yeah. Oh. And and so Scott has video and photos of them. And, and it's just in his backyard, I think, great horned owls or whatever. But for me, it was, it was really cool to see. They are amazing to look at. They're yeah. amazing with the head rotation. But another amazing aspect is their projectile crapping. <laughs> have you ever seen an owl take a dump? No. I have a video. Okay. Uh, what are you, a cock? <laughs> I love it, man. I love to watch owls get it on. I just saw, and I can't believe people do this, but it's like a helmet that goes, uh, you know, on oh, your yeah. head, and it has a shield, and then it has these little things that shoot out from it, and I guess you put the, like, liquid or whatever that to attract hummingbirds so that the hummingbirds yes. will fly right, right in front your of your face. face. I've seen it. Yes. No. Yes. For some reason, it popped up on my Instagram. Would you, would you do that? No, how boring. What are we going to no, sit you... there and wait for a hummingbird? Okay. I saw one. It's it's not like a contraption necessarily, but you um, you put like a hood, a hoodie on, uh-huh. and then you get like a little plate, and you put bird seed on the plate, yeah. and you wear like sunglasses so it doesn't see your eyes, and the birds will come oh, down and, and eat off the... It's awesome. Uh-huh. I, I would... That, that's very cool. Yeah. yeah. If you guys want to send me outside one morning to sit with that on my yes. head and wait for a hummingbird, I would do I'm, that. Okay. I don't think we'd get hummingbirds. Well, you know, I'm going to... There are some in the I'm area, for sure. Right I mean, now. some some are more uh, prominent in areas. Of I know people who have some uh, hummingbird feeders. We've never tried it We out. do. Yeah. Uh, do you? Yeah, it, it works. You know, they have to be red for some reason. I guess uh, hummingbirds are attracted to red feeders. Yeah, the, the helmet was red. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, you have to have a special hummingbird juice. Okay. Uh, oh, I got it. They uh, will come for that. It's called the Hum Viewer, as seen on Shark Tank. The hum- <laughs> oh, is that? Is it real? It was a Shark Tank thing. <laughs> Sharks, we love birds, and we know you do, too. <laughs> God. <laughs> wow. All right, well, anyhow, uh, they're using this more of those. This isn't some... Fly-by-night venture uh, in Ocean City this year. So hopefully your your seagull problem won't be bothering you too much. Yeah, we need to get one of those. I'm going to order it, Kathy. But you have got to promise it's only $1 million. We have to find someone who's got an area that has a... uh, a hummingbird population. I think right out here in the Ballot parking lot. That'll work perfect. I'm going to order you two versions. I'm going to order the one for regular birds and for the hummingbird. Okay. All right, speaking of birds, I have a 
story about flying. Flying. See, I'm trying to string the string uh, and stream. The stream and stringy. <laughs> <laughs> the New Zealand Civil Aviation Authority is requiring its national airline uh, passengers to weigh themselves. As they depart on international oh, flights, my God, from Auckland International Airport uh, through July second. But you don't have—I can't imagine that you have to be a certain weight. Is this just to no. keep track of what's in the cabin? So the program, which Air New Zealand calls a passenger weight survey, is a way to gather data. Yeah. On the weight, load, and distribution for planes. A lot of people don't realize aircraft, and they have to balance the the aircraft. When they they put the luggage in and everything, they they make sure that if uh, if it's not like all jam-packed, they they try to shift the weight around to, to keep it even. I've been on a plane where there haven't been that many people seated. And they've asked people to move because of yeah. weight distribution. Or if you a uh, smaller puddle jumpers from time to time, when I've was you know flying on those fairly frequently, they would they would they would weigh you. Helicopters too. Yeah, I've been on helicopter tours, and they sit you in a very specific location because of your weight. I had them weigh me getting on an escalator. Wow, uh, that seemed weird. So uh, they said uh, we weigh everything that goes on the aircraft, from the cargo to the meals on board to the luggage in the hold. Uh, for customers, crew, and cabin bags, we use average weights, which we get from doing this survey. Uh, still, weight is a personal thing that not everyone wishes to disclose. In order to protect individuals' privacy, the airline says it has made the data anonymous. We'd like to make a request to that gorilla in C7 to move across the aisle. Uh, travelers will be asked to stand on a digital scale when they check in for their flight. The information about their weight is then submitted to the survey but will not be viewable on the agent's screen. There you go. And they will also place the luggage on another identical scale for separate weighing. So this is just a thing they're doing for a few months to kind of get an average. Well, you remember, I believe it was at Aaliyah? Was the, 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 yeah. the plane wasn't weighted properly, and they yep. believe that led to its crash. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so if you're flying out of New Zealand over the next month or so, you might be asked to be weighed when you step onto the aircraft. All right, let's talk about boobs now. Yay! Yeah, I have no time. Boobies! Good transition there. I did, I, hummingbirds to boobies. I couldn't think of anything that uh, <laughs> tied it in. All right, so the ideal breast size and shape has been revealed in a new study. Oh, May I guess? Yes. <laughs> 30 pounds cubicle. No. In fact, I don't even have a, a distinct... Listing of what the exact uh, more photos are ratio they? is yeah so I would say the rounder the better. Researchers asked about a thousand men and women to score pictures of more to, than uh, two dozen breasts for attractiveness. Okay, for just simply uh, yeah. not as far as um, applicable to a, uh, an active lifestyle or no, something. Like. What what looks the best? What's most appealing to the eye? They found that those uh, they found those that were moderately sized and had more volume in the area above the nipples, which is called upper pole fullness, scored oh. the highest. Now you're turning me on. Uh, nipples that were close together also scored high. Okay, so it's not. I thought it was like round oblong. <laughs> I mean, parallelogram. Yeah. Square. Yeah, kind of. And and they also said, uh, yeah, nipples that were closer together scored high. Also, uh, perky breasts scored high. I think perky yeah. would be the term that is most applied to when someone is lauded for their 
they're bust that uh, perky is is an adjective you'll hear a lot. They kind of pop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone right? wants perky breasts. No one wants right. them to sag. Right. <laughs> Ideally. Yeah, well, saggy places. <laughs> the perky, I You th- go to the doctor. Yeah, I would like them. Uh, uh, gently t- uh, touching my knees yeah, would be yeah. splendid. <laughs> when I hear the word perky, I also think of nipples, too. Yeah. That they kind of, you know. Pop. Are, are prominent. I do uh, prefer a saggy breast over a fake breast any day. Some of the some of the ones that when people go to excess, mm-hmm. um, it, it looks so patently basketballish. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah, how like, anyone like, is happy with like that. The mini basketballs, yeah, even the small basketballs. It yes. just looks absolutely well, wrong. By the way, size and symmetry did not appear to be crucial. Oh. Uh, For the study, the researchers from New York University used images of breasts of women who had surgery consultations between 2009 and 2019. The individuals were all 47 years old Mm. and most likely had not previously undergone any breast enhancement surgery. Participants were asked to score the breast from one to five based on their perception of attractiveness, five being reserved for the most attractive and one for the least. Results showed that the breasts scored 2.5 on average, but the five best breasts had an average score of 3.1, as well as having more upper volume. So above the nipple. Yep, and being moderately sized compared to the other breasts. The top ones had a significantly smaller distance between the nipples. So the so when someone is standing, the distance between each nipple is what they're measuring. Uh, yes. So okay. yeah, that's part of it. So they didn't like the ones that you know came on the outside, right? Like the Marty Feldman right. nipples, the thyroid disease. Uh, it was also notable that uh, the top two images for attractiveness did not have symmetrical breasts either. So ah, I would one's imagine. a little bit. If we're, we're looking at the po- photos, look at number one. The the one is is lower than the other. Yeah, I would imagine that's uh, m- for most women. Yeah, what one is probably the norm, correct? Yeah. And the the second one looks like Norm from Cheers. Uh, the second one looks a, a little <laughs> bit smaller, and third one even smaller. Fourth are the largest pair, right? And then fifth seem to be the smallest of the, uh, but but not you know they're not they're definitely prominent there, right? Uh, it's interesting. They're perky though. Yeah, yeah. they are perky, aren't of they? The five up there, which do you guys prefer? I I don't know. I kind of like I like one and five. I think those are my two favorites. I think I would agree with that. Because I, I don't need um, the, the the abundance is not to essential giant. to me. Really? Because no. I'm pretty sure your wife has four and larger. Who, Rochelle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I like big boobies. She's got both four and five kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rochelle has wonderful boobs. Yes, absolutely. At Keenan's, uh, these two women were standing uh, kind of near the, the front of the, of the room. And after the show, one of them goes... My nipples are brown and hers are pink. Now, you don't have to tell us what yours are. We just wanted to let you know. I was oh like, my God. Oh, that's okay. great. That's great. Thank you, sisters. Uh, limitations of this particular study include that it looked at ratings from both men and women and that it did not include the full range of breast sizes and shapes. They added that the use of photographs in the study may have hindered participants' ability to fully appreciate certain aspects yeah. of the breast. You need someone who's really astute with this, like, like a Gary Lauer. Maybe. Uh, so the whole industry of bras is, it's it's still a lot of money, right? I mean, Bras? Yeah. Yeah. It's an expensive industry. And uh, I wonder if, the, if now with the ability to sort of take a picture and sort of 3D take a shot of, you know, your body helps in buying an appropriate bra, right? 
Because I know there's all these, like, Amazon. I mean, it helps with breast implants because that's what they do. They (laughs) put it on them so that they can see what they'll look like. Right. Casey's on the phone right now, but I was curious. There's a, there's a bra place that he loves. Uh, oh, that has a billboard. It has a billboard when you're headed down 95 South. Bare Essentials! There you go. That's it. <laughs> Bare Essentials. He loves the model. Oh, yeah. And she's still there. She's right by Crozier, Chester uh, Oh, yeah. Medical did we Center. find out who she was? We did, didn't yeah, we? We did. We yeah. did. We you know, couldn't get her on. but uh, I went yeah. to I went to a union game last year and drove by that and my buddy Jim was in. I'm like, oh, Casey loves her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I pointed oh, No, no, but her face. It's um, Well, I know that. Yeah, it's her definitely. face first and then and she's got great cleavage as well. But like, she kind of looks like a uh, like a marina backer in. Hmm? I think I say like a marine. <laughs> she kind of looks like a marina. <laughs> <laughs> she's very attractive. She kind of looks like a marine. Like a, like a marine. Anyhow, so the uh, not necessarily giant breasts are what is uh, most popular. Um, it's, uh, it's well, a... like Norma Stitz. Yeah. Uh, that's probably, would you call those perky? No, I would not call this perky. <laughs> but cleavage right. is my, that's my kryptonite, man. I cleavage think... is your kryptonite? Oh, no doubt. It, it, well, no doubt. Kryptonite would repel you. Um, it, no, it kills me. It doesn't repel me. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's so my, it's my weakness, so it's to your speak. weakness. Like, yeah, what that's kind, what I mean Do you by like that. big boob cleavage where they're like touching or do you like... <laughs> I uh, yeah, uh, touching uh, cleavage. Okay. I like don't this, like the. Um, we're looking separated. at a picture of Norma Sticks in the studio, Kathy. This that's probably that's workable, right? <laughs> so when you are meaning that your kryptonite, where like like you can't help but look mm-hmm. if you see cleave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I, I I try not to be creepy or whatever, but when I see, You're I'm just being I, honest. When I see it, I see. I'm like, oh god. Oh, yeah. not, I've tried to like uh, yeah. dissect. You're gonna be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Stopping what? short. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Dissect what, like, the cleavage actually is. And it, it really, it's just, it's a shadow. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's I would say you're right. Shadow. That's all it is. It's a shadow. And how long have you been considering these booby shadows? <laughs> <laughs> I was with my friend the night before uh, the Keenan's broadcast, and she had this open back sweater on. And I'm like, oh, you can go out without a bra? And she's like, yeah, all the time. So jealous of that. Yeah. It's got to be uncomfortable, right? Did you not post uncomfortable? A just my boobs would sag if right. I didn't wear a bra. <laughs> Did you post a picture of you guys? I want to see what she looks uh, like. I don't remember. I want to look at her boobies. Oh, it was on my stories. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Right. In case you ever fall for like, uh, is this uh, cleavage or a butt crack? You'll see. Oh, like, oh yeah. yeah. And I'm like, man. I don't like the butt crack, and I do like the cleavage, and they're the exact damn thing. Uh, it's, it's true. true you know? basically it's basically true. Yeah, You're it's right. Just loca- it's, it's location, location, location. Comes back to real estate, man. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's Tom see. Skiffington would know. We have time for another? Yeah, a couple more. Another uh, stream. Our uh, next guest overslept. I was just on the phone with her. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, Earth apparently has a new moon or a quasi-moon. Oh, I love this. Oh. A new study is revealed. Did you see? I'm sorry. Well, they're talking about moons. Like, they just discovered, like, 61 more moons of Saturn. Wow. Yeah, 61? Yeah, and I'm like, haven't we reached a point where, like, at least in our solar system, we know everything that's out there? But no, they keep discovering new moons. That, that kind of upsets my faith in them that they had these. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean, how did you miss that? So I... when you tell us we're not going to be colliding with an asteroid anytime <laughs> soon, I'm not sure I believe they that. No. It's a big... Big open space yeah. out there. Uh, so the new study has revealed that a quasi-moon is actually a space rock that circles the Earth, 
but it's gravitationally bound to the sun. So it's not really our moon, but it is kind of hanging out with us. Is that the subject of the song, Fly Me to the Quasi-Moon? Maybe. Uh, the quasi-moon called 2023 FW13 hmm. was discovered by experts using the Pan-STARRS telescope at the top of Haleakala vol- uh, Volcano in Hawaii, so, which I've been to the top of. You've been to. So what, what exactly is its orbital path? So it is one of a handful of known quasi-moons. So it's, it's weird. It has its own uh, orbit. Outside of us, but its actual orbit is around the sun. It's kind of strange. Uh, experts think the ancient cosmic companion has been in Earth's vicinity since 100 BC and will keep circling our planet for at least another 1500 years until AD 3700, and then it's going to zip off. Cast off into the, into the outer uh, reaches. I, well, just to, uh, it will revolve, it, it will continue to stay with our sun. It's going to hang in there, but it's not going to circle our planet. It's really weird. We're looking at its trajectory. Oh, that's kind of interesting. So it's um, it's under the sun's gravitational pull, and yet it's circling, circling our, planet. our planet. So it's 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 a temporary. Um, how big is it? Orbit. Can it type? Yeah. I don't know if it types or yeah. not, and I'm not sure how big it is, Casey. They didn't indicate in this particular story that I saw. It has to be fairly small if it's. Yeah, exactly. If we're, if we're, you know, this is just a recent discovery and it's orbiting our planet. Uh, I, I don't know what size I don't it is. like that. Unfortunately. I'm sorry. I will move on to something else that maybe you like. Stream of consciousness comes up short. All right. This uh, reminds you of uh, the movie Naked Gun. Queen Elizabeth faced a, a potential assassination threat. During a 1983 visit to the U.S., according to newly released FBI documents. So, she was at the baseball game? She was at the baseball game. Right. Reggie Jackson? Reggie Jackson uncovered second base. Right, and there was a, a pistol waiting for him. Yes. Right. Uh, no, they show... I remember the footage of her ha- passing a hot dog down. Um, so, the FBI has released a cache of files relating to the fi- visit that she had in the U.S. in 1983... They show how the FBI, which helped secure the monarch's safety during her visits, worried about IRA threats. Uh, the assassination threat was made to a police officer in San Francisco. Mm. And according to the file, an officer who frequented an Irish pub in San Francisco warned federal agents about a call from a man he had met at the venue. The officer said that the man had told him he was seeking revenge for his daughter who had been killed in Northern Ireland by a rubber bullet. And the threat came on the 4th of February, 1983, about a month ahead of the Queen's visit. Didn't they have Wallace Shawn dress up as her and go as a double? I, they probably yeah. should have, but no. Uh, he was, uh, according to the officer, he said uh, he was going to attempt to harm Queen Elizabeth mm. and would do this by either dropping some object off of the Golden Gate Bridge onto the Royal Yacht Britannia yeah. when it sailed underneath or would attempt to kill Queen Elizabeth when she visited Yosemite National Park. Interesting. Yeah. Would, did they suggest as to what would have been pushed off the Golden Gate Bridge? Would it have been like a a, a, a boulder? <laughs> no, I assume it would have been something explosive. Okay. Uh, in response to the threat, the Secret Service <laughs> said... Whatever Wiley Coyote was using, he'd go with that. Uh, or maybe he'd a heard... A piano. If you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a grand piano. He would set, drop a piano, but it would have a little note on it with, yeah. with some music yeah. that you were supposed Ding-ding. to play. Ding-ding. Play this with a, with TNT. Yeah, I think I can play that. Wired to one play. one of the keys. I think I can do that. One second, let me get no. my knuckles all set, and then Casey mm-hmm. fight. 
favorite gags from Looney Tunes. Uh, so, in response to the threat, the Secret Service had planned to close the walkways on the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, of course. As the yacht nears, and it's unclear what measures were taken at Yosemite. I'm going to close the, the actual bridge. But uh, the visit went ahead. No details of rest were published by the FBI. It could have been extra dicey because, as she liked to do when she would come into a major city, she would ski behind the yacht. Okay. <laughs> With her full outfit full on. Outfit. The, 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 and and the part of the whole gloves. presentation, she was supposed to jump a shark. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I love I it. can do this. Uh, hey. I was uh, I was looking at Yosemite last night uh, for a potential vacation for 2024 because the hotel where the Queen stayed oh. is called the Awani, and you have to book it uh, a year in advance. <sighs> Wow. Um, it's one of the most beautiful hotels in the world. It's probably the most beautiful hotel in all of the national parks. Um, and you can actually stay in the same room that the Queen has stayed in. Wow. Really? Yeah, it's, same it's, TV remote she used. Yep, yep, same remote. Although, you know what? There was 83. They probably have updated that Maybe they've then. memorialized it, though. Yeah, but it's it's this unbelievably gorgeous hotel. And uh, rooms are affordable. The Queen's suite, uh, not so much. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, one last story uh, from Stream of Consciousness Nerve. Stream of Consciousness Nerve. Uh, the General Service Administration is auctioning off free and discontinued, or discounted, I'm sorry, lighthouses oh. across the United States. I've always wanted to live in a lighthouse. In an attempt to preserve these historical landmarks that once served as crucial beacons for the survivor of sailors. I love little lighthouse figurines, and I just um, I think they're fascinating. I love that whole Deal. We had a five foot tall one at our beach house, but uh, a storm came through last year and destroyed it. Aww. Did the light work at the top? Yeah, that is ironic, yeah, isn't it? Though I would not. Um, I'm glad I'm learning about it now. I don't think I could have taken it at the moment. Six lighthouses will be given away for free. What to federal agencies, state and local governments, nonprofits, educational agencies, and community development organizations. We're educational. Uh, yeah, and uh, Steve, you've got a nonprofit. The absolutely uh, Max Fund. Max Fund. Yeah, you can, so uh, have a lighthouse. lighthouse. Absolutely. <laughs> While four other lighthouses will be auctioned off to members of the public, uh, maintenance of and access to these lighthouses are two challenges that interested groups of people should consider when attempting to take over these architectural treasures. So, one of the great lighthouses is the Montauk Lighthouse, Kathy. Yeah. You've been out to it, oh right? Oh my gosh, it's like a standard. You have to it's go amazing. see it. Uh, there's a Cape May lighthouse. That's Cape May as well, yes. Us. Uh, and, and, and the very remote ones, too, that are, you know, uh, the the classics. You've seen that classic shot. I think it's uh, of the coast of France where the, the, the wave is actually yeah. enveloping the, uh, the and, lighthouse. And there's a guy at yeah. the door. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that one yeah, yeah. blows me away. <laughs> Close the guy, that door. Oh, yeah, shut that door. <laughs> Anyone shut that door? You can walk up the one in Cape May. Uh, I yes. think it's like five or ten bucks or whatever. And the last time I did it, there was a, a very active bee's nest about halfway up right outside one of the windows. Oh, jeez. Yeah, and so they were like, and when you get to this point, uh, just keep walking. Don't stop. La-dee-da-dee-da. La-dee-da-dee-da. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, they didn't. La-dee-da-dee-da. Bees! It was, it they pressed... didn't decide to close the attraction? I, you know, I, I think they just uh, were going to let it go. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but I it was... hope you're not allergic or nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Enjoy no. your ascent. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. 
Uh, we also got a, a puma on the top there. Might kill you. Um, if you're interested in getting one of these, uh, you need to do a search on the General Service Administration and uh, find out if you qualify for a free uh, lighthouse. So I that, don't know where they are, though. I've also been fascinated. Lighthouse is more because, obviously, the view, the view into you down by the water. But I've also been fascinated with the concept of the missile silo yeah. and those yeah. subterranean things that actually come up for sale now and then. All right. These are in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Maine. Uh, and there's one in Pennsylvania on Lake Erie. Erie Harbor North Pier Light in Erie, Pennsylvania. Interesting. Um Wow, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. I've never been to Erie. Have any of you guys ever uh, been to Erie? Okay. No, my friend went to Minnesota. You know the joke. I have a cousin who lives in Pennsylvania. Erie? Yeah, he is kind of strange. <laughs> um. So anyhow, there's a lighthouse. Oh, here. we're looking at a picture of it. Cool. Erie. It's pretty. Yeah, it's a little smaller. Boxy. I like that. Yeah, it's a uh, shower, not a grower. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, uh, anyhow, that's it. That's I, it. I've done stream. He's I'm, done stream. I'm done stream. <laughs> I've done stream. I've done stream. He's done stream. As part of someone. Good morning to be seen. No. It's good to see you. Good morning. No. Good morning to see you. Good morning to see you. Like I've done stream. Yes. I like lamp. <laughs> All right. Uh, we should take a break and we should give something away. What? Which one of these should I get? Yeah, that one because there's more of them. Okay, there's more of them. Hey, why don't you include a lighthouse? We have Passage to Seat Transformers Rise of the Beast, uh, which is on the 5th at 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia. It's freaking crazy. And we'll take uh, we'll take callers 10, 11, and 12, and we will give you passage to this movie, 215-263-WMMR <laughs> is the number. And uh, it's in theaters on June 9th. So if you would like to go on June 5th to UA King of Prussia, uh, call us 10, 11, 12. We'll set you up. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We are scheduled to have Eleanor Kerrigan, who's going to be at Philly Punchline Philly tonight yes. here in the studio. So we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond. But he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the 
other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest is not only performing at Punchline tonight, but she's a South Philly native. And she's here in our studio. She's got it together, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Eleanor Carrion is here. Hi, Eleanor. I clapped for myself. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's okay. You got I'm it. Like, oh, we're clapping. We're awake. We're here. You can't walk in in case he's like she's a little frazzled. It's okay. It's who I am. It's okay, it I'm is. Always, in the morning, I'm frazzled. I'm not a morning person, but I'm here. I got uh, it. You're doing damn good. And I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you said I was from South Philly because I wear it on my shirt. Made yeah. in South Philly, in case I forget. <laughs> and every time I wear it, my mom goes, "Made in South Philly? How do you know?" Yeah. Whoa. Could have been wildwood. Probably was right. Possibly, you're very. You, and it, it permeates all through your material. You're proud of your 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 upbringing here. Your you know this area. You're you're dyed in the wool. Yeah, yeah. proud. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going proud. Uh, perhaps uh, 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 I love it. Yeah, yeah. So so, you, but you you did something. Uh, you moved out to uh, L.A. Uh, what? How old were you when you moved out? And you, you you were waitressing at the comedy store. I just woke up. You're asking me how old I, I am. Well, we, we've, we've been up and going. I don't even know where I'm at. <laughs> Uh, I moved when I was like twenty one. Okay, I, like, yeah, just about twenty one. That's kind of a kind of a bold move. Was oh, it, absolutely. Was it an active chase the dream move to California? Yeah, but I wanted to be uh, an actress mm-hmm. big time, and I got a job at the comedy store in L.A. and I I, I had no interest in doing comedy at all and then i'm working there and everybody's we're in the kitchen joking and i'm always roasting people because that's what i'm used to right you grew up in south philly i'm always getting picked on my brother's torch i have six brothers three sisters they're animals and (laughs) so i I just went out fighting and they loved it they're like you're do you're a comic why aren't you and then i did you but you had a hard time processing that right like you're saying really really yeah i was like nah that's not true i don't i'm not a stand-up i'm an actress i'm gonna be meryl streep and they're like yeah whatever lady and <laughs> then i became a wrestler and that's usually the trajectory out a there yes yeah. yeah wow women of wrestling no oh you were in wow yeah, i was yeah. a wow girl i was easy rider you got a problem i'll drop kick you from here wow <laughs> who's got beef i think that's so cool i think that's so cool my mom's like you went from street fighting to fighting on tv great i'm so proud of you um <laughs> she hated it because when i first called her to tell her i go mom i'm gonna take this wrestling show and she goes oh i'm so proud of you and i go really and then i go that's awesome i go mom i'm gonna call you when i get to a landline because it was like 2000 right, so yeah, it wasn't yeah. great and when i got home i called her i go hey uh i go my sister karen answered she goes yo you're gonna be on west wing <laughs> Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I go, she told everybody. Oh, she was outside no. telling the neighbors. So I had to tell everybody, I'm not going to be with Martin Sheen. I'm going to have a woman with a mullet and a sleeper hold. And then by, by week three, she was like, yo, your kicks are off. You got to get it together. <laughs> I love this stuff. That I love great. Wow. I love Glow. There I, I am. Get beat stuff. up. So did you have any physical, I mean, besides having, you know, nine siblings, did you have any other form of uh, fight training or performance? Oh, no, just in the street, but not yeah. training, per yeah. se. <laughs> it, just it, a normal, oh, look at this, watch this flip, that's killer right yeah, there. Yeah, we're watching video. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Eleanor actually you, in the ring, yeah. kicking ass. Oh, yeah, I, I get beat up all the time. My mom's like, do you ever win? <laughs> yes. No, it's okay. Uh, I, but, I've witnessed, uh, like, an actual woman street fight, but and it is, it's, no, it's terrifying. <laughs> it it's, is. It because, it is. 
like a, like a switch gets turned off. Sure. Where you don't care if it ends in murder. Sure, and your ears are hot, and uh-huh. you're just like, <laughs> and then like people are trying to tear you apart, of, oh, and, and you you will not let go of her hair. And, it's the hair. Uh huh. It is. I'm not the a hair, hair puller. I don't when, like oh, the hair pulling. Good for you. When women Points. fight, it usually it's a clinch up. Is what yeah. happens is because yeah. you kind of try to immobilize each other by grabbing the hair. It's, it's weird because one of the fights that one of, we used to wrestle them at the forum in uh, Inglewood where right. the Lakers used to play. Really? So like we That's were training. Yeah. This was right before they went to the Staples Center. And so uh, like we'd be training and the Sparks were there. Michael Cooper was their coach. So I, I'd be training with like Lisa Leslie. I was like, wow. this is amazing. Like it was so exciting. But um, I was fighting and um, the girl was calling the moves. And I didn't know. She was our trainer. She was putting everybody together. So she goes, I'm going to call the moves. I go, all right. I don't know what she's doing. She's in my ear. She's got a real southern accent. She's like, okay, uh, uh, reverse it. And I'm like, uh, 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 I broke my co- I had a hairline fracture in my collarbone. Oh, man. I fell back. I got. I hit some pyro. I cut my head. Whoa. <laughs> she went to hit me with a chair. And my. I went to the street. And I went to grab it. And I was like, no, that's not what you do. And I broke my pinky. <laughs> so, yeah. You, it was, it was brutal. Legit. Yeah. It was brutal. So, but, but I mean. I mean, that I'll say this, and we've said we've had you know all the the, the top wrestlers come through the WWE. And yeah, I know I'm one of them. Yeah, yeah I'm one of the top wrestlers. <laughs> but I mean, it's good training for being in front of a, an audience and losing. I mean, oh yeah, right. I mean, that's why you have these guys that sent John Cena and Dwayne Johnson. Sure. And they, they're they're killing it. I know. I'm doing Chris Jericho's cruise in January. I'm oh, sure. that'd be uh-huh. awesome. <laughs> Hey, so so back to comedy was since you were working at the comedy store and they there were saying you need to 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 do this was there was your first set ever at the comedy store then it wasn't my very first set i i was a little nervous to go there because right. to me that's top of the line it i is. worked there for 12 years yeah. so to come back a year later as a comic that's mental illness i don't know if you're aware <laughs> okay. but i did it and so when i came back i uh I like I did like three other spots at this little place in Santa Monica, and then I called the owner and asked her if it was okay. It's, to, it's, it's really cool. I had such respect for. Also, my my second ex fiance is Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, yeah make yeah. a lot of mistakes, and uh, <laughs> people are like, "Why did you guys break up? You get along so well." I'm like, "I regain consciousness and oh. now." Uh, <laughs> but we still tour together. We're yeah. still really good friends. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. We had him, we had him in here, and 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 he. Let me tell you something. Uh, you He's know, out of control. He was a phenomenon, <laughs> and and still to see him move into acting. And and to to be so good in a couple of roles, and I was I remember him on the series Crime Story. He was oh terrific. wow, that's great. I mean, that's so, his first thing. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so is is still the actress thing in your potential? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I keep auditioning, and they keep saying no, but I'm going to get them to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's awesome because now, like with doing stand up, people love like coming to watch me, so they they're offering me more stuff. Well, Which is great. Your stuff is great. I mean, I, thank you. you I stuff, appreciate. Yeah, it's just very funny, and, and and I can see why. Like you know, uh, Bill Burr is a fan, and a lot you have a lot of of, of you know the the revered uh, class oh, yeah. there. Uh, Billy uh, put me on Comedy Central. I love him. Yeah, I mean, so it's so it's cool. So with with all that going on, you spent and you talked about the trepidation about getting up on stage at the comedy oh, yeah. store. 
you waited on a lot of these, right? So, <laughs> sure, so sure, sure. Who are some of the comedic luminaries you might have waited on during those years? Well, I don't wait on. I mean, we would hang out. You yeah. Know, comics are trash. They don't really, you know, they <laughs> go right to the bar. Yeah. And <laughs> it's kind of true. So I don't wait on. But, like, my closest friends were, like, Dom Irera. Yeah. You know? We love Dom. D- Dom's the greatest. One of my best friends. Um, D- these were my first friends. Joe Rogan, when I went to L.A., Freddie yeah. Soto. All these guys, uh, comics, were working every night. So... Dom, this is all I know. Dom is funny because he did he Dom oh, he did a set for us for our, for our charity thing we do every year called the Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah. She was there. Oh, was I? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was you I were, on it or was no, it? No, no, no. You it's well, just that's because thanks, it's, guys. Well, no. <laughs> Here's the deal. You were you were in town because it was around Thanksgiving, so you were home for oh, Thanksgiving and you showed up. Yeah, and yeah. He, he was sure he yeah. didn't do well and he did very well he, he but he's he's very self-critical which tom's kind of, always funny but yeah, yeah comics are very self-deprecating and like we just never feel like we're good enough like right now i know <laughs> You're doing i know fine. i'm thank god this is you know radio because if you saw my face it looks like my kidnapper did my makeup and it's not good it's not good <laughs> you're doing fine you don't do fine. well this early yeah. but i'm up i'm here guys i'm I, fine <laughs> everything's fine I wanted to ask you. Am my, I standing? Go yeah, you are, yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> my wife is is uh, the youngest of nine, so you're a family of ten. Ugh. And, and She's so, the baby? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So what happens the is... The worst is, one. And then she heard... Or my sister-in-law has nine as well. So, Shush. Yeah, so... That's uh, like my mom's family. Right. But it, it's funny because it almost becomes... It's it's like if you bought a... Like a uh, um, like a Walmart, and and you gave birth to the workers yourself because they all sort of take over. Like they all did. Take... He just oh my mother's shooter is Walmart. That's... But you know what I'm saying? They start I to take. She has care... a person who welcomes you. <laughs> they start to take care of each other. Like they, like the parents have to. Yeah. Come on out. Come on out. But you know what I'm saying? Right? Sure. The younger half like takes care of the staff. older half. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Where, where, where do you fall in the pecking order? There. I'm number eight. I'm at the bottom. Oh, all right. wow. so you were taken care of. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. My dad wanted um, twelve kids. And then after 10, he was like, this is a lot. Yeah. So he left. And um, <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> can you blame him? He was I mean, Marine? I can because he didn't pull out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I blame him. <laughs> did right, I so, say something bad? I'm sorry. No, yeah. What, what uh, do you guys live in a row home? Is yeah, a little, South Philly? Okay. little South Philly row home. Were you my guys mom's crammed into it with people. people? 100%. Yeah, I had a share room with my brothers. I always joke about this. But there were seven of us in one room. <laughs> Dear <laughs> wow. Wow. I, my mom always says, don't tell people that. And go, I'm outing you, lady. I'm yeah. outing you. Yeah. I she, she, you didn't know any different, though. Oh, no, we couldn't have that. We did have sleepovers, though. This is the weird part. Because my brother Jimmy, he would always have his friends, and they would sleep downstairs. Like, just you wake up, and you'd All have to, like, step over people <laughs> to get out. Wow. The worst part was they always used to eat my mom's lunch because they were a little older, so they, who knows if they were drinking or whatever, but they were just up late, and they would always, she'd go to work like, Damn kids! <laughs> Why'd I keep them all? Why'd I do it? <laughs> there could have yeah. been. It could have made some cuts. Right? Yeah, yeah. There could have been a lot of cuts. I gotta be honest. Your your dad sold uh, typewriters. typewriters. Yeah, it's hard to remember because it's so long. Yeah, ty- typewriters, and you worked in that from fourth grade to your senior year in high school. We all had to. You all had to work. It in was. The typewriter I don't know if it was store. a punishment or uh, it was. It was more like. For my mom's sake, keeping us off the street. Right. So it was like if if we went to the typewriter store after school, yeah, we were bored to tears, but we were inside doing. We weren't out on the street while right. my mom was working, making 
Real money. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> actual, actual money. Actual <laughs> money. Uh, <laughs> God love my dad. He loved making typewriters, you know. I he mean, made he still, them? I mean, I'm sorry, fixing typewriters. Okay, yeah, that yeah. was his passion, you know. Wow. It was his father's business. It was just going under. And okay. I'm like, Dad, you got to get into computers. And yeah. he's like... <laughs> Computers are only a phase, girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. no, no, no. We yeah. sleeping with women in college. That was a <laughs> phase. <laughs> are your, are, I'm kidding. I didn't go to college. <laughs> are your uh, typing skills pretty on point? Pretty terrible. Just really? like my dad. One finger. One finger. Wow. Back. What was weird, my mom, a couple months ago, I, or less than a month ago, I was home, and I took her to her high school sorority. They still get together once a month. How cute. 85 years sorority? old. sorority? I'll bite their faces. They're so cute. Okay. And they get, they're the nicest ladies. And I went, and um, one of the, her best friend's husband was like, hey, uh, can you help us with the typewriter? I'm like, is this a joke? Yeah. Are you <laughs> punking me right now? And he, she types up labels on a typewriter. Wow. But it was electric, and there's really not a lot of parts for that. That was like a newer, like the word processor. I kind. remember, yeah. So I took it to this uh, typewriter store. on. Um, there's still one on Pashonk Avenue. And it's really awesome. They've the got guy, to control the the, the the area, right? I mean, how many competitors? They know my dad. He's like, we want to make a thing for your dad. I'm like, he's not a hero, really, wow. but I like there's, that. There's a typewriter shop that um, uh, Tom Hanks likes in Philadelphia because yeah. he collects them. Is that the same well, place, you think? Uh, my dad, uh, Tom Hanks' people went to my dad and asked if they could buy a certain typewriter. Uh-huh. And my dad was like, no, I'm not selling that. And I'm like, man, we're st- Starving. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please? Oh my God. And he wouldn't sell it. I'm wow. like, dude, I'm, I'm but by, don't even sell it to him. Can you just tell him you got a daughter in LA that's trying? Okay. Yeah. He, he can't hook me up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, my dad was like, I don't know who that is, girl. Like if it's not John Wayne, he don't know who it is. Oh my God. So real quick, where did your mom go to high school? Uh Hallahan. Okay, I wasn't sure if she was like a West Cow because my mom's uh Hallahan friends- girls are so, so cute, tighter. Like I'm a Garetti gorilla, and I remember a lot of the girls, but yeah. we don't like still hang out. You yeah. don't, yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, there's a bunch of old ladies that get together at some place in like Tenicum. And okay. they're old burrs from, right. uh, from West Catholic. And I didn't know they had uh, sororities in high school. I didn't either, but my mom's been doing it since we're kids. So, and they're, they're, I mean, obviously. When you come to the area and play, you've got to have legions of people that are you're tangentially connected to, right? I mean, Certainly better. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, some of them don't like me because of the street fighting. But some of them, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're, we're still good friends. It's funny. Like, we're getting together on Saturday. This is going to sound weird. But my little brother put together a TAPS tournament. You know, basketball, tap. Yeah, yeah. And so we sign up and we're all playing on Saturday. Wow. Man. It's, I the think whole that's neighborhood's cool. coming I think out. That's awesome. awesome. So it's day drinking for adults, <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. Oh, we, we're familiar. We, we just had an event on Friday where we open up, a, you know, Keenan's down at uh, the Jersey Oh, the Shore. best. So we so much morning, fun. We do that's a live broadcast. Yeah. yeah, that's all. That's round the clock <laughs> drinking. That's a good time. Were you ashore? Did you go down to the shore a lot or no? Not in as your much years. as my older sister. She was like famous in Sea Isle because she was a singer. Kathleen it, Kerrigan, everybody loves really? her. Yeah, yeah, she was okay. always singing. And one time I took Dom Irera to see her, and he goes, whoa, the lower she gets, the louder her voice gets, the higher her voice gets. It was so great. But, uh, yeah, she, um, Sea Isle was her thing. Wildwood was our, like, you know, we hung out Wildwood. Yeah. We were the younger 
uh, I guess that that was too kitty for her. So she's like, that's the kid stuff. But I love Wildwood. We were just last year. We were at Keenan's. We did the whole that little area just doing all my me and my brothers. We got really drunk with my cousins who also have 10 kids. Oh, my God. Wow. Man. Yeah. Dang. So, you, so I, we had a family kind of reunion <laughs> thing where we went and almost got kicked out of Wildwood. All right. uh, you any kids or no? No, no, no. I never. No. No, no, no. no I'm old school. Yeah. <laughs> I even think I'll throw myself down the steps. I um that's too early, Eleanor. Too early. Yeah, no, God bless people with kids. I can't do it. I, I, I mean, have no came, responsibility whatsoever. Yeah, you came out of the, you know, uh, the the epitome of it all. I mean, yeah. just that m- big of a family. I, I thought we were going to bring up the Walmart womb again. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah, you did. This is weird. It's, you it's, came it's out of that Walmart womb. big womb. Yeah. <laughs> came running out. <laughs> hey, corporate. Yeah. Uh, so I can see why, you know, you might have some opinions on, maybe that's not for me. Yeah, you know? it's, a, yeah. it's weird because five of us had kids and five of us didn't. Okay. So, well, it's, yeah. it's the same. We we don't have kids. My wife and she was the youngest of nine. You know, right. and her sister has right. nine. But it, and and we love. And they do. They do people right. You know, they yeah. make good good humans. We uh, learn from their mistakes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're shutting the footprint down. We're trying. Try to end that family line, but you 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 can't. I mean, you yeah, have. Yeah. You'll be going on for years and years and years. Yeah, I have a lot of nep- nieces and nephews that I torture. Do you, have oh, you ever forgotten? Have you ever had a relative come out to the show that you couldn't recognize or didn't remember? A million times. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're cousins from blah, 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 blah. I was, of course we are. Yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. related to anybody that's Irish. I got to be honest. Yeah. It's in the, we're just all one big cesspool. That's great. <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, so you're doing just one night tonight? So yeah, you're, you're only tonight. in town for, when did you get in town? Well, I'm here all week. I come just to get more material from my mother. And uh, <laughs> she's out of control. So she does. She's out of control. Yeah. How old is she? 85. Wow. What's, a, a, what's the latest on mom? <laughs> she's good. She's just a little nutty butters. But uh-huh. um, she, uh, I just, I don't know if I should say this on air, but it was funny. A couple weeks ago, I'm sorry. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm spitting. And um, we were watching the Sixers you know, when yeah. they were alive. And um, yeah. Sixers Celtics, and it came down to a buzzer beater, right? And then James Harden brought that young yeah. kid out that was in the Michigan, and he was like, I just, I want to say I played it for him. And then he signed his sneakers, and he was like, my mom goes, that's the worst gift I've ever seen. <laughs> I go, Ma, how'd you ruin that moment? She goes, Eleanor, he can't walk. Yeah. <laughs> it was in a wheelchair. I was like, Mom! <laughs> Well, it's kind of right, though. Yeah. She's not sort of wrong, right. but, yeah. I was, but well, it's not like he's going to wear them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if he could, like... <laughs> you, Who would? Who yeah. has that size foot? Yeah. One. Right. That's a classic mom thing. To, I mean, I, I, but it was so yeah. genuine. Yeah. And it, but I was so mad that it was just me and her. I'm mm, like, yeah. where is everybody? Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. that's what she does. It's just this constant, like, these new little... Just, I can't write it fast enough, as she's saying it. When you were younger and, and dating with that many brothers, was, yeah. was that problematic? I Naturally. Mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. People would come... People would be like, I'll meet you. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and then I'd have to tell, like, my mom or a sister, like, hey, I'm going to meet this guy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's far away. It got so bad, I moved to L.A. Uh, no. <laughs> I Can't catch me out here, guys. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> then I was just whatever I wanted. It yeah. Was, who, who all still lives in uh, Philly? 
Everybody. Everybody. For the most part, everybody, except for my nephew, who's still, he's playing for a uh, minor league ball club in Chicago. He was playing for the Twins, and then they cut him, uh, little Jimmy Kerrigan, I still call him little. (laughs) He's not little. He's awesome. Uh, He just hit a grand slam the other night. It was very exciting. But he's playing in Chicago for the uh, Kane County Cougars. So he was playing for the Twins. They cut him, and then it was just, it's such a political it's crazy that whole it's tough yeah, yeah. in the minor leagues sure. it's insane and he was killing it. he was coming up but then they cut rosters and pandemic and all that so he's loving it playing and he's doing great there he is That's my little sure. baby oh yeah so cute oh, wow. jimmy wiggles we call him because <laughs> <laughs> he can wiggle his ears oh okay do his teammates know that i think it's on his thing yeah okay. it's just such a silly thing you're not related to joe kerrigan are you no but wouldn't that be cool yeah uh, but i do have his a baseball card because I used to tell people he was my cousin when I was little. Yeah. I would see my thing. <laughs> hey, could hey, be. we could be. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> we lost track. A lot of people, the ones I meet the most are the Kerrigan side because they like spread out and then they stop talking to each other. There's a lot of them too. So they lost, like my dad's dad had a lot of brothers <laughs> and sisters. So they lost contact. Would you ever do a 23 and Me kind of thing? Because you're probably, you're like probably a Genghis Khan story. I got, I got, it. I got, to, start, I got to swap my cheek and see what's in there. Yeah. I got to see what's going on. I yeah. got to check some stuff out. <laughs> a lot of info. <laughs> Find wow. out. Well, listen, we're happy that you stopped by this morning. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And we're reminding everybody that your gig is tonight and tonight only. One night. At Punchline. <laughs> 8 o'clock and you can get tickets at Philly or punchlinephilly.com so make sure that you do that. But uh, we hope you have a great show while you're in town. Thank Back you. home. It's nice to love see it. you. Love it. I love being here. I'm home over two weeks now so yeah. I got to start doing more shows in town. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do them in like, you know, all around, whatever, but like more in Philly. Philly. Right. Yeah. You're hilarious. hilarious. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so I love you guys. Good, good Thank thing. you for having me. Thank you. Eleanor Kerrigan, guys. Punchline. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Metallica. Larkin Poe. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Brought to you this morning by CSB Media Arts Center. You can train for a career in broadcast media, web development, social media marketing, and filmmaking at CSB Media Arts Center. That's in Cherry Hill. GoCSB.com. That's GoCSB.com. So I told you this is going to be... The Twinsies. Yes. Bizarre file. So every story has a companion story to it. I'll start with two stories about people falling overboard. I love this. A thir- well, <laughs> a 35-year-old man aboard a Carnival cruise ship fell overboard Monday off the Florida coast. And the, cert- the Coast Guard is said in a tweet that crews were searching for a passenger who went overboard on the Carnival Magic Vessel around 186 miles east of Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-mm. Yeah, as of Tuesday afternoon, the Coast Guard said it had searched 4,044 square miles over 19 hours, adding that it will continue to search with their assist- assets. Uh, security video shows a man leaning over the railing of his balcony and falling into the water at 4.10 a.m. on Monday. On late Monday afternoon, his companion reported him missing. 
according to a GoFundMe created by uh, Jenny Lynn B- Blazer, uh, the 35-year-old man is Ronnie Lee Pale Jr. and her partner, and said that it was his first cruise. Ooh, there's a you know what we don't hear about this, but it's one of the big secrets of the cruise industry. How many people fall overboard every year? Here's another one for you: a teenager baseball star jumped. Off a Bahamas oh cruise God. ship as a dare <gasps> in a video shared just days after the U.S. Coast Guard called off the search. Uh, video shows Cameron Robbins, 18 years old from Louisiana, jumping overboard without, without a life jacket as his fellow classmates urged him on. <laughs> the teenager who had just graduated days ago from the University Laboratory School in Baton Rouge was seen uh, just in just his swimming trunks before suddenly disappearing. Passengers on board were stunned that Cameron had jumped off. Concerns quickly grew for the teenager as one person shouted, grab the buoy, grab the buoy. Uh, Cameron, who was just a few feet away from the cruise, started drifting in the opposite direction away from the buoy where, uh, before disappearing into darkness. U.S. Coast Guard were dispatched to look for the missing teenager. On Wednesday, but late Friday, the search was officially oh my called off. Was this an ocean liner or was it a, what kind of ship was this? Uh, it says U.S., uh, it was a Bahamas cruise ship. Uh, so it's a cruise ship. Yeah, you hit the water, you know, if you're up on a higher deck. Well, and not only that, by the time you get and report to, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, it's well behind you. They're, 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 yeah. they're gone. No, he um, was fine. You see him swimming. What's crazy is uh, at one point you've. Feel like you see maybe a shark swimming there as well. Oh my gosh! And it was at night. It was, yeah, at, it was at night. night. Oh it was God. just yeah, everything uh, wrong. And a Coast Guard official said we were informed that they were uh, suspending the active search efforts uh, pending further developments. A GoFundMe page has been set up by the teenager's family who are going through an unimaginable situation. So they're counting him as gone. Yeah, that's horrible. Sucks. All right, something lighter. Two stories involving cheese. Cheese. Greater Victoria Crime Stoppers is looking for the charcuterie lover who stole a $600 wheel of Gouda. Whoever is behind the cheesy caper should, quote, get yourself out of the pickle you are currently in and visit yeah. the police station to clear the matter up, according to the police. Uh, 600 bucks for yeah. a wheel? Yeah, stuff yeah. can get pricey. Uh, they said we must be crackers, though, <sighs> if we think you're going to. So we are asking our fabulous followers to help out. If you know who our charcuterie lover is, please tell us. You will remain anonymous, of course, and they won't. Here's the other story involving cheese. Yeah. A woman was knocked unconscious while running down a hill to chase a seven-pound cheese wheel, but still managed to win her race. At the bank holiday event, Video- I've seen these things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's been going on for ages in England. Uh, video footage posted on social media shows uh, Delaney Irving falling while pursuing the double Gloucester down almost vertical Cooper's Hill in Brockworth. Uh, Irving said she only realized that she had won the women's race when she woke up in the medical tent. <laughs> Hundreds of people took part in the contest, which went ahead of the year uh, this year despite safety concerns. Irving from Vancouver Island, Canada, told the BBC she was not cheesed off by what had happened. Oh, Jesus. And I know. And said, uh, the race was good now that I it remember. It was Gouda. She said, I remember running, then bumping my head, and then I woke up in the tent, and I still don't really believe it, but it feels great. And the video, you see her just hit the ground, yeah. and she is out cold. But she... 
she rolls across the finish line before anybody else, even though she's out cold. Have you ever ran down a hill like that? Uh, when I was a kid, yeah. maybe, but it's crazy. <laughs> there is a special on, uh, I think it was on Netflix, called We Are Champions. Yes. And they cover this extensively. It takes weird things like, you know, yo-yo competitions. Pianos that they run down the, uh, they'll, they'll take pianos and go down a mountain. Well, they're playing. Have you ever seen that? Uh, like a hill? No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but on this show called We Are Champions, they, they they take like you know pepper eating contests and stuff like that. But they covered this uh, extensively, and it's crazy. People get hurt very very badly. I just saw yesterday on Instagram these people as they're running through a park. They're just jogging. <laughs> these people are in a band. They start chasing them, playing. Um, Chariots of Fire (laughs) as they're running behind them. (laughs) That's great. It's hilarious. All right. And then I have two kayak, kayaky. It's it's kayak. Oh, it's kayak. Yes. It's hard to pronounce. Jackie can't pronounce kayak. Yeah. All right. Burglars with kayaks and wearing wetsuits broke into a home on Yarrow Point early Thursday morning. Problem is, I don't know where this is. I don't know what. It's a Yarrow Point? Uh, I don't know where the... No, Yarrow Point. Yarrow Point. Uh, At about 3.38 a.m., the burglars forced entry into the back glass door of a home. Yarrow Point is north of Bellevue along Lake Washington. Oh, it's near Clyde Hill. Uh, The home was occupied at the time. It's outside of Dickford. According to police, the burglars stole approximately $20,000 in cash from an unsecured safe and escaped on kayaks. An escape on a kayak. Paddling toward Kirkland. Uh, the police we'll never get him now. Believe the suspects may have attempted to burglarize two other homes earlier that morning with their kayakies. Keep the kayak running. And then finally, a family was rescued after their kayaks capsized in the San Francisco Bay on Memorial Day. The family, made up of two adults and two children, were pulled from the bay just off Hunter's Point. I would after- never kayak in in that bay. The, 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 the currents, everything, sharks, it's horrible. After their kayaks overturned, U.S. Coast Guard uh, assisted in the rescue. Um, authorities said that uh, two adults were evaluated at the scene and did not require hospitalization. However, the two children were taken to a local hospital for hypothermia. They are expected to be okay. Aren't there signs clearly posted that say no kayaking? Uh, fire officials don't know how the kayaks capsized, but they said that the San Francisco Bay was choppy and windy mm-hmm. on Monday. And so they uh, they didn't make it out. Well, they got them out, but uh, they didn't make it unscathed. Uh, by the way, I have more twin stories. Which really, have, yeah, we'll have I like this new concept. Tomorrow morning, I didn't get a chance to get to all of them. <laughs> all right, that's it in the B file. We have a couple of guests who are here in our studio. Uh, Make a Wish Foundation, awesome, is amazing, and uh, they do great things. Always have and continue to do great things. I don't think we've ever spoken to someone who was a recipient of a wish before. Yes, and we're happy to have them in this morning, along with the director of marketing and communications for. The makeawish.org website. Please welcome, first of all, the director, uh, Michelle Rule, is here. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And the recipient of a wish is Leanne Purcell. Yay. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. All right, Nick set this interview up. What what got you going on this, Nick? So Make-A-Wish helped my nephew, Luke, and uh, Luke is in remission from leukemia. He's doing really well, and um, I've done a lot of work with Leukemia and Lymphoma Society over the years, and then uh, Luke actually got to make a wish, which was really cool. So they um, he, he aimed kind of low, and we're going to hear Leanne's story. Luke, all Luke wanted was a new bedroom, and so uh, Make-A-Wish and Virginia came in, and they gave him a brand new bedroom and painted the walls and <laughs> new furniture the whole nine, which was awesome, and I've been chatting with Michelle uh, from Make-A-Wish here locally in Philadelphia for a while, and she told me about Leanne's story, and Leanne 
aimed high, and she got herself a great wish. So right. we want to hear her story. Before we hear the the wish, what was your medical condition? Uh, because you you were it was looking bad for you. Yes, I had a liver transplant. I had something called Wilson's disease. Wilson's disease. Yes. All right, and you went into complete liver failure, right? Correct. Okay. How old were you at the time? I was 17. Okay. 17, okay. And this came out of nowhere, right? Correct. All of a yeah. sudden you kind of you had jaundice, you were you were looking yellow and you and you you got uh kind of bloated, right? Yes, I was typical high school senior about to start school and then out of the blue I just my stomach blew up, my skin started to get yellow. Um went to the ER and then I stayed there for the next 4 months. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so within the span of a week um and did I read correctly that uh, your your best friend uh, offered up forty percent of her liver Correct. to you? My hero, Megan. Yep. Wow. Yep. And what happened with that? Yeah. So I was placed status one A on the transplant list. So within a week of it being admitted, and so basically that means you have a week or less to live. So that's oh reserved God. for worst of the worst. So. Yeah. Whole family got tested. No one was a match. And Megan knew that she was the right blood type, all that. There's a lot that goes into it. And she kind of bypassed my family and said, I want to get tested. I know I'm a perfect match. And then she was. That's amazing. So you actually have her liver? I have her liver, right? So weird. But so cool. Are you guys still friends? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Selena Gomez broke up with her friend who gave her a kidney. So I it heard. can happen. Yeah. So, but but it uh, it was rejected, wasn't it? Correct. Yes. So, oh yep, yeah. yep. Everything that could have went wrong, honestly, went wrong within the first month. Um, my body rejected it, and then I was resistant to the treatment that they used. So I had this really crazy treatment. Was in the ICU for another couple weeks. So yeah, I ended up staying about four months. Wow. Well, so what happens? Yeah. It rejected. Did you need another yeah. one? No. So, yeah. So your body like views the new organ as foreign. So it's, a, there's a high risk that you can develop rejection at any point in time, but especially right after. So yeah, it was uh, immediately after. Did they have to remove that portion? No. No. So I had this crazy treatment that killed off my whole immune system basically. Whoa. And then, yeah. So I still have the same liver. Okay, but mean. but is your immune system not intact any longer? Um, no, I'm good now. The first couple of years was tough, especially okay. I started college the next yeah. year, so naturally yeah. got very sick all the time. But yeah, now I'm, I'm good. And you're so, so good. When, once uh, once uh, COVID came around, everybody was wearing oh, masks. Yeah. You were like, yeah, I this started is no that big trend. Deal. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, sure. I go to high school with a mask. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. So, at what point did Make a Wish come into the equation here? Yeah. So then I ended up getting discharged day before Thanksgiving, and I got home. There's a uh, envelope on my kitchen counter, and had the Make a Wish logo in it. And I was like, Dad, what is this? And he was like, I have no idea. Just open it, and I had to read it like five times to be like, wait. What I I didn't know much about Make a Wish. I thought it was you know reserved for kids that weren't going to make it. So had to read it a couple of times, and then within the span of a couple weeks, volunteers started coming in. They told me I could literally go anywhere, have anything, meet anyone. Um, so after a couple weeks, I decided that I wanted to go to Greece. So I really <laughs> shot far above <laughs> the stars. So bedroom furniture. Yeah, really yeah I was like, like, no, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. I'm gonna go. Yeah, as far away as possible. No, that's you raise a good point too. It's it's it, 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 it for kids that go through the trauma of what you went through. It not mm. it need not be a story that ends in you know there's there's no hope and we're giving the last exactly uh, because that's just, that's traumatic as well. Obviously, what you went through. So yeah. And I could see why you'd be confused, like, wait, I, they do this as well, but they do. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, Michelle, I, I, I'd always thought that as well, that it was for, lack of a better term, terminal kids uh, for Make-A-Wish. But what, what are the parameters? So it is just a child who's a diagnosed with a critical illness. Okay. Um, so anybody can refer anybody for a wish. Uh, wish.org slash referrals will give you more information about that if you believe you have a child with a critical illness. Um, we have an awesome person who does referrals and is able to go through all those forms and we get you know, doctor's forms and medical and that's kind of how the journey begins is seeing if you qualify for a wish. But yep, about 83% in total of kids who get a wish live on to live long, healthy lives. So that's wonderful. The impact that this has is for a lifetime. You know, yeah. Leanne is sitting right here to you know tell you that. And this so, got started awesome. with uh, with a young boy who wanted to uh, be with a police officer. Yeah. I think, right? Christopher. Yep. So yeah. it was forty three years ago now. So Christopher was seven years old. He had leukemia. Um, he lived out in Arizona. Um, his mom, Linda, actually just came to one of our events um, a few weeks ago. Um, yep. And so when he got diagnosed with leukemia, they kind of gave him a three to four year lifespan. So they decided to just kind of live life. And he knew he was within his final days. The doctors kind of told them. And so the mom reached out to a friend who was part of the police department and they let Christopher ride in a helicopter and go on motorcycles. And he it was the best day. And his mom said that for as sick as he was that day, gave him this hope and joy sure. and just sure. let him live a life. Um, yeah. And this police uh, uniform that you guys can see there. Um, so they had that special made for him. Pictures of in the studio. Yep. And so they made sure that he had the full experience. So wow. after his funeral, that group of seven came together with just about $34 and started Make-A-Wish. It's amazing. How many wishes do you guys grant a year? So our goal this year is to grant 330 wishes within our chapter. So our chapter is Philadelphia, Delaware, and the Susquehanna Valley. Um, right now we're at over 200. Okay. So uh, Leanne said it. It said she could go anywhere and meet anybody. I mean, there's there's got to be a wish that somebody has wished for that that you couldn't do. Like, what do you do if it's something you just can't accomplish? Um, we try to make the best. So every wish falls into one of five categories. I wish to go. I wish to meet. I wish to have. I wish to give. Or I wish to be. Um, I wish to meet. There are some celebrities who don't grant wishes. So. Maybe there's a different way you can do the wish where the person is still there, but you don't get a direct interaction with okay. them. Could the, could the wish be to go to this person's house and egg it? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of that, but okay. you never uh, know. Because well, yeah. that, that's what I was thinking was yeah. more the celebrities. Like, there, there's got to be people that, you know, you just can't get to. And so, you know, what do you do if there's a little kid who says they want to meet, you know, so-and-so and, and you can't make it happen? Yeah, sometimes it's can you go to their concert and get a great experience? So right. there's all different things. Right, right, okay. Uh, Michelle, one of my uh, favorite recent ones was uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh, the guy is just... the, the he can do no wrong. I love him to death. And so Make-A-Wish Philadelphia. And by the way, we should emphasize this, that um, it is a national organization. But what we're trying to highlight here is what the local chapter does and what it did, what they did for Leanne. Uh, but tell about the uh, the kid that got to meet Pedro Pascal. Yes. Yeah, so Kaylee, um, so she went and she was so overwhelmed with emotion when she met him. She started to cry yeah. and he spent time with her and stayed back and like mm. really made sure that she was okay. Um, and so a wish to me isn't just, you know, sometimes a quick interaction, like the impact it has is something that will last her a lifetime. Well, John Cena's raised that to an art form. He's, I think he is the most, um, requested and most delivered on make a wish supporter, correct? Yes. He has yeah. granted more wishes, I believe, than anybody else. He will grant wishes at almost any event and he is a huge supporter. That's awesome. Who, who's up there in that realm? I talk about like Pedro Pascal and other celebrities who have, have, uh, participated. 
So we've had Miley Cyrus. We've had different sports, you know, celebrities too. So people have their favorite sports people and they want to meet them. And so that's kind of another great, especially in this city, something we get to make happen. Sure. I just can't imagine that there's anyone who's not moved by this at any level. Oh, my God. You know? I'm getting teary-eyed while we're talking Uh about it here. So uh, I want to meet. I want to be. I want to go. I wish to have. I wish. What was that? I I wish to have and I wish to give. Yes. What's the wish to give? What's that? So those are those who wish to give back in some way. So we've had people who have fed the homeless. We've had people who have given chairs to the oncology floor. I'm really going to (laughs) cry. Oh, my God. We've had people give lung pillows. Um, We have one coming up to help a shelter. Um, So, yeah, they're kind of all different. We have one that wants to start their own um, foundation to support families during their cancer treatments in different ways. So um, I wish to give is kind of open-ended just like all, and we try to make those happen. And you're saying statistically the majority do make it. And obviously, there are those who don't. But I mean, right. I mean, what what an impact something like this can can give. I mean, the, the experience is just phenomenal. Yeah, Leanne, what would, how did you feel? You know, when, when you yeah. took the trip and came back and all that. Yeah, I w- it was the summer going into my freshman year of college, so it really marked like such a pivotal point in my healing journey. I was still pretty sick, but it just like turned everything around. It made me so excited for my future. Um, I ended up starting in the nursing program switched to pre-med and it like it just like inspired me so much to just keep going at a time when i like had nothing to look forward to wow what was the uh, best part of greece oh um we did a okay actually i have a couple but i'll <laughs> in athens we hiked up this really huge mountain and me and my dad were like dying but we were like okay we have to get to the top (laughs) and there was a really pretty church at the top and so we get we're approaching it and me and my dad just stopped and looked at each other and we just like both had tears in our eyes and we were both thinking the same thing and we just broke down because you know like a year prior to that um i'm the youngest of four kids and my whole family really rallied behind me and he was told you know his youngest daughter was not going to make it so we we stood at that top and just like sobbed and hugged each other and just yeah amazing (laughs) um after your diagnosis was clear and you're doing better were you then able to use the line what am i chopped liver (laughs) after that or has anybody ever used that Day, I'm okay. gonna use that. <laughs> Chop liver. Um, well, this is uh, such noble work. It's so, you know, I mean, there, there are a, a, a thousand different ways that, that you can support someone who's going through a terrible thing, and they're all wonderful, but there's something extra special about what Make-A-Wish does, it's, I think. It, no, it is. And it's so we know that, you know, about the medical side, we know about the donations, we know about that, but there's there's the, the healing power of attitude, the healing power of hope, the healing power of joy is, mm. is absolutely um, huge. And so I know from people that, you know, that, that, that I've talked to with the, with the prostate cancer situation, um, you know, is, was, which touched me personally, and to see them be encouraged that I believe so much that helps with overall health, a positive attitude. And here you are a living example of it. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of these things, Steve, obviously uh, take money. So there, yeah. there's currently the oh, make yeah. a wish heroes campaign and Michelle, I know um, we started this uh, a month or so ago on Preston Uh, you can contribute to the Preston and Steve team, which I guess I'm the leader of or whatever, but, um, the campaign itself is uh, going on for uh, how much longer? So, 
It technically ends today. It is wishheroes.org, um, but it does extend beyond that. So any gift um, is going to be used right here in our community. So that's the way Make-A-Wish is set up, is that by giving to Make-A-Wish, Philadelphia, Delaware, and Susquehanna Valley, your money stays locally. That's the way Make-A-Wish is set up. It doesn't go nationally. We are funded locally by people just like those of you who are listening. So just know that your gift to Make-A-Wish funds a wish right here in your community um, and really does make an impact. Just, you know, here's Leanne and yes. you know, a recipient of it. So, you know, if you do, wishheroes.org, and there's a Preston and Steve page, and um, any amount can really help a child make this lifelong impact. Uh, Leanne, you had your wish about eight years ago or so. What's yeah. up in your life now? What's going on? Yeah, I'm starting medical school in oh, August. That's awesome. yeah. yeah. Where are you going to go? Pecom, right down okay. the road. Oh, right right across the street. Yeah. Yeah. Come over anytime. I will. <laughs> what do you want to do with that? Um, I definitely want to work with kids. I'm thinking maybe transplant, honestly, at this yeah. point. Yeah. 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 So wonderful. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. Well, thanks for coming by and sharing Thank the story. Thank you so much for and having me. We're us. happy to uh, send people in the direction of uh, makeawish.org to see if you can help out or if you need to reach out. That's there as well. So thank you for coming by, Michelle. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Michelle Rule and Leanne Purcell. Oh, Make a wish. What a great group of people. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Throughout all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. Preston and Steve Duck. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, oh, man, I forgot to get our secret text word. We'll have to do that in a little while. Not yet. Not just yet. Because uh, we're going to do another giveaway before we get into any of that. And we're going to do the lesson question today. We give away a pair of tickets as MMR presents Rival Sons and the Record Company with Starcrawler. It is this Saturday at Franklin Music Hall. And if you answer this question correctly, you will get some tickets. When you hump Al Pacino, <laughs> it feels like you're banging what kind of bread? 215-263-WMMR. When you hump Al Pacino, it feels like you're banging what kind of bread? 215-263-WMMR. And you had to have heard that, so call only if you know the answer. We'll be doing the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold. 3-3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. From cold showers to clogged drains, Horizon's highly trained expert plumbers are there when you need them with 24-hour emergency plumbing solutions. You can visit horizoneasybook.com to book in 30 seconds. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, disgraced former Theranos CEO Elizabeth Holmes arrived at a Texas prison yesterday to begin her 11-year sentence for wire fraud and conspiracy. Apparently, during her first meal at the prison, Holmes claimed to have built an artificial human brain out of dinner rolls. Wow. I don't think she's learning her lesson. Priscilla Presley has settled her dispute over late daughter Lisa Marie's trust fund, but is being denied her request to be buried next to ex-husband Elvis. Priscilla says that if Elvis were alive today, he would be screaming and clawing at his decaying flesh. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes is speaking out after the arrest of his brother, Jackson Mahomes, for aggravated battery. Patrick admitted that his brother is a punk-ass bitch and that he is a sniveling little pussy. Wow. Isn't that crazy? All righty. We'll see if you do indeed know the answer to this question today. And we need to know when you hump Al Pacino, it feels... Hang on. Like you're banging what kind of bread? That is the question. And like we still are not, I'm not seeing anything I up know. on this and monitor I, here, so I don't know who yeah, I'm going sorry, to. I bro. don't know. It's what, the uh, feature. It's the Anonymizer 5000. They want to talk about, so I'll just go to this caller. Hi, caller. Who is this? Is it me? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Hey. hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your name, bud? Brian. All right, Brian. Brian, do me a favor. Answer this question. When you hump Al Pacino, it feels like you're banging what kind of bread? Is it halal? <laughs> Hala bread. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. yeah. Halal. Halal. He's the former lead guitarist of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But no, hala bread, and that's close enough. Brian, hang on the line. We're going to set you up, bud. You just got yourself some tickets. To see Rival Sons in the Record Company with Starcrawler this Saturday, June 3rd, Franklin Music Hall. Tickets are on sale now via AXS.com. Uh, text concerts to 39333 for a link to the MMR concert calendar and complete details. By the way, Hollabread makes a great French toast. It, it does. Just to let you Excellent. know. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Oh, no children come and play with their toys? Okay. Where my children come and play with their toys. Thank you. <laughs> um, Horizon Services is our sponsor. Purchasing new he- heating and cooling system has never been easier. Horizon Services cooling, heating, and plumbing will develop a custom solution. Installed the next day with no hassle financing. Book online at horizoneasybook.com. Foo Fighters have dropped The Teacher, another new song and video in advance of their upcoming album. Uh, the nearly 10-minute-long clip goes between psychedelic images and old footage that looks like it could be that of a young Dave Grohl. Their 11th album, which is called Be Here We Are, but here we are, not Be Here We Are, uh, it's due out on Friday. It could uh, be Be Here We Are. They kicked off their tour last week and will be making several festival stops, including Bonnaroo next month and Chicago's Riot Fest in September. I sent this information to Chuck D'Amico. A tribute album to honor the music of Triumph. Yeah. Will be out later this year and will feature a host of rock stars. Hearts Nancy Wilson, Mickey Thomas of Starship, ex-Skid Row frontman Sebastian Bach, and Anthrax's Joe Belladonna. Wait, Sebastian Bach? Yeah. yeah. Among the artists involved. 
I love Triumph. In an interview that appeared uh, in Blabbermouth, drummer Gilmore said that it should be out around the third or fourth quarter this year. He said, there's so many great musicians on there, I can't even tell you how thrilled we are. Some of those include uh, amazing drummer uh, Kenny Arnoff, who's played with everybody from mainly John Cougar Mellencamp to a gazillion other bands. Uh, and Bon Jovi guitarist Phil X, who previously played with Triumph in 1992 and 93 when Rick Emmett left the band. Uh, Tommy Aldridge, another amazing drummer who's played with Thin Lizzy, White Snake, and Ozzy, and several others. Uh, plus Nita Strauss, longtime member of Alice Cooper's band, and almost and uh, has most recently been working with Demi Lovato, will be joining. Uh, the project is being produced by Mike Klink, who helmed Triumph's 1986 album, Sport of Kings. So, looking forward to hearing that. Sorry, one more time. You can say hi to Mike if you want. All right. Um, and then... We have one other story. Kiss. Maybe I have two. Yeah, I have two other stories. So, well, well what is it? Wait a minute. No, it's a music yeah. news man. It's two more. Kiss. Exactly. Announced details this week for their final concert in Australia. The date is October 7th and was uh, initiated via a national petition. The Kiss Army Australia pleaded for the show and that's how it was booked. Uh, the band stated at the end of the road will detour one last time to Sydney for a final bombastic farewell. As unexpected as this is for us, we'll make it unforgettable for all who share the night with us. Where was the final location supposed to be prior to this? Madison Square Garden. That's right, yeah. yeah so. so now it's going to be Australia. No, 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 no. They're going to do that before. All right, because yeah, so, you'd have to finish domestically. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll do that in October, and the final enti- show, the entire tour, will take place December 2nd. Good day. Madison Square Garden in uh, New York City. Throw another chicken on the barbie. Dingo ate my chicken. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, have you ever had the Alice Springs chicken at Outback? I have not. It is good. The what? Alice Springs chicken. Okay. Is yeah. it from Australia? Well, it's from Outback Steakhouse. And Nothing's from uh, Australia. What yeah. makes it so tasty? The ingredients. Is it a sauce? or <laughs> is it a, It's, it's <laughs> made with love. The things that go into it? Yeah. What's in this food? <laughs> ingredients, <laughs> you say? Yes. <laughs> Um, you know, the salt and the pepper. That's the way yeah. everything should be made. With yeah. ingredients. With ingredients, yeah. <laughs> It's got cheese on it. All right. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Mm. How exotic. Mm. Uh, Alice Springs is right in the middle of Australia. How about that? How about that? Oh, that there the must be post? tons of deadly stuff there. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It might be <clears throat> Case. Yeah, that's what it's named after. Alice Springs chicken. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna love it in an instant. Yeah. It's close oh, no. to the antipode of Philadelphia, is I it love not? Antipode. Well done, Casey. Thank you. Yeah, that means if you bore down a hole straight down from Philadelphia, you'll end up in this dump. <laughs> <laughs> That's another way to put it. Yep. Is it close to the? Yeah. If, if you dug from Philadelphia, the yeah. antipode is actually like uh, right off the coast of Perth. It's like right over here somewhere, which is in Western Australia. Uh, I don't remember how. Like maybe that was a stupid question one day or whatever, but. I love antipodes. Okay. Big fan. Yeah. Huge fan. Maybe they'll have antipodes chicken at uh, <laughs> Outback Steakhouse. It could be antipodes. Like anti. Yeah. If hey, you're looking is... for good chicken, I'm your antipode. This is Pode, my yeah. auntie. And I'm Uncle Pode. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate this I bitch. made an extra strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. That's antipode. All right. Uh, wow. Uh, Alice Springs Chicken. Eighteen ninety nine, seven hundred and seventy calories. Oh yeah, it's a little calorically high for chicken. Here are the ingredients: 
sautéed mushrooms, crisp bacon, melted Monterey Jack and cheddar, mm. and honey mustard sauce. Does that sound bad? Two freshly made sides. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great, great chicken. Fallout Boys founding guitarist Joe Troman has announced that he is returning to the band after a four-month mental health break. He wrote via Instagram, "Hey everyone, I'm officially back, and I want to thank everyone." For the love and support while I took some time away to focus on my brain and get healthy for my family, my friends, and myself. And I also want to thank Ben Young for stepping up and filling in, in on the shows that I missed. He's a true gentleman and a scholar, and I am stoked to be back in action. Can't wait to see everyone on tour this summer. And that's all I have in music news. Now we can give away our secret text word prize. So, Kathy, I would like you to give me a caller, please. 13. All right. I like it. Call number 13, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> if you know the secret text word and you are the 13th caller, we've got tickets for Kevin James playing Friday, June 16th, the Academy of Music. We'll give away a random pair, too, in a little bit. Stay with us. We'll return shortly. After a long break, one of our favorite musical features returns. Pierre Robert hosts an intimate conversation and musical performance as WMMR presents an MM Archive Session starring The Revivalists. Friday at 2 p.m. for what promises to be an outstanding session. The first event in our brand new performance studio with MMR favorites, The Revivalists. Sponsored by Concord Music, C3 Management, and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Nickelback on 93.3 WMMR those days. Casey described it as the most nickelly back nickelback song he's ever heard, which is kind of kind of true. I understand what you're saying there. Yeah, it's very. It's a, you can't get more nickelback than that. I'm than not nickelback. gonna. I'm not gonna knock on nickelback because I gotcha. it's just an easy punchline. They do write. I agree. Some, you're not gonna uh, knuckleback. <laughs> I'm not gonna knuckleback it. No knucklebacking. <laughs> uh, no, I'm with you. There's some songs I like, and some are like, dude. I saw them in concert one year, 2013, 2014, something like that, and it was a great show. I I can't believe how much fun I had, and I went in completely skeptical, completely ready to knuckleback them, and I (laughs) I enjoyed it. I really, it was a a good time. I love knuckleback now. It could be a new favorite. Uh, But Those Days, that's the name of that song. It is 1041, and it's uh, Wednesday morning. Wednesday's a new Monday. It sure is. Because we haven't done our letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize yet. And they say you get more work done in a three-day, five-day work week. Okay, so I don't know who we're going to. Uh, uh, again, like line five. Again, with the phones here, I don't know. Hi, Mr. Caller. What's your name? My name's Ed. Hey, Ed. Nice to have you on, bud. All right, Ed, if you tell me the secret text word, uh, you get a prize. What is it? Is it fingernail? Yeah. yeah. We'll get you info. We're going to set you up. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Kevin James, the Irregardless Tour, <laughs> Friday, June 16th, the Academy of Music. And tickets are on sale now via KimmelCulturalCampus.org. And our random texter was Diane uh, Skelza, who is from Collegeville. So, Diane, congratulations. Same thing. You're going to see Kevin James Friday, June 16th at the Academy of Music. Tickets on sale, like I said, KimmelCulturalCampus.org. So, congratulations to you. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. How you doing, man? Good day. Uh, were you in yesterday? No. 
Okay. Neither were we. Yeah. Uh, so first day back for all of us. Wonderful. Welcome to it. Thank you. Did you have an enjoyable holiday weekend? Yes. Awesome. Did you go anywhere? I did. Where did you go? California. How was oh, it? Wow. Uh, it was lovely. Excellent. Uh, I was out on a boat on Lake Tahoe just yesterday, in fact. Wonderful. Uh, Gorgeous. So, yeah. It was really lovely. Yeah. Quite lovely. Excellent. Well, I guess uh, letter of the day then? Yes. All right, let's do that thing. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. R as in revivalist. All right, and we are going to give away a dad... Dad's Want Steak Package. That's what it's called. They do. Yeah, it's from Omaha Steaks. It includes uh, butcher's cut top sirloins, Omaha Steaks burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, Omaha Steaks seasoning, and more. And you can get Dad what he really wants. Omaha Steaks, perfectly aged, always tender, and guaranteed delicious. Use promo code WMMR at checkout to get $30 off of your order. And minimum order may be required. So we'll give it away. Just need three. That's right, mister. And we'll give it away on Friday. We're looking forward to it. What's coming up on the program today, sir? Uh, Speaking of revivalists, we will have a pair of tickets for their show coming up at The Man on July 12th. And Friday at 2 p.m., as you mentioned earlier, uh, we will do the uh, playback of the revivalist uh, archive session we did. Uh, blocks today of Led Zeppelin for John Bonham's uh, birthday would be 75. Struts and Fleetwood Mac. Excellent. Right. That's a full boat. And yes, sir. I would like to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today uh, by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan, also brought to you by Polar Seltzer. Why be flat when you can sparkle? Refreshingly natural polar seltzer. Uh, tomorrow on the program, uh, our buddy Drew Gulak from uh, the ah, WWE. Love that guy. He'll be in studio. He's always great chat and loves this area. Uh, composer Laura Karpman will be joining us yeah, tomorrow she's a morning. Michael Giacchino acolyte, and uh, she is the composer for the new Marvels movie that's coming out later this year, and it's going to get its world debut Right in Philadelphia. That's excellent. Philadelphia Orchestra, yeah. And we love adding to our uh, roster of composers on the program, which is really cool. Uh, Don't forget, Haverford High School in Havertown, you get to vote for coolest teacher. If you go to school there, text or a teacher to 3933. Get the voting link tomorrow morning. Bright and early, we'll find out who that winner is. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day, and we will see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP.